Hey, it's WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey, and you're listening to the Three Jabronis Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, making their way to the ring from parts unknown at a total combined weight of Derek's 13 abs, the team of Tim the Bearded Dragon. My whole life has been a lie. All of these people were Brutus. Derek, your brown meat baby face and straight edge sex symbol. The Three Jabronis Podcast. And your red wine sex symbol, the Big Jad Booty Daddy. Well, whether you like it or you don't, you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Yeah, dig it. They are the Three Jabronis. Welcome to another episode of the Three Jabronis Podcast. I am, as always, the brown meat babyface, straight edge sex symbol, Clucky Maivia, Clucky Wrestling, and I am also joined by... Put that down, dude. That's another dog shit. Uh, hey, sorry. I'm, uh, who am I? I'm, uh, your red wine sex symbol... You're a big Jad booty daddy, Jadam Cole, baby. As always, joined by. Oh, hold on. Hey, Remy, bark, bark. Do something. Do something. If I kick you in the nuts, will you bark? We got the uh, the red wine pup symbol in for Big Daddy Dragon. Hey, can uh, can Remy uh, bark Roman Reigns theme song? Oh, dude. You know what? Yes, he can, and it will still be better than that piece of shit that was on SmackDown. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Dude, I'm so glad that, and we'll jump into that later, I'm sure. I'm so glad Punk is on WWE backstage, because holy crap, I literally put that on Friday night. The first Friday night that I've actually been home to watch SmackDown live, live, <laughs> and that's how it starts. And I'm like, "What the fuck? I should just go out drinking." Yeah, no, fuck it. That was an abortion. <laughs> fuck it. Well, let's get into punk. Fuck, fuck it. Yeah, I'm all punk. Let's go. Unfortunately, Tim's not here to bitch about it, but uh, Dragon's a little under the weather, so hold on. I got it. Fucking Phil Brooks. Fucking CM Punk. He's a fucking dick. What a bitch. He quit. He's a fucking whiner. And he sucks at MMA, man. And he has a small riddle dick. Yeah, fuck Back that Back to guy. you. Fuck that dude. <laughs> but cult of personality is still, still rocks. Yeah, fuck, fuck CM Punk, man. But I, I love living color. Oh. <coughs> Sorry, I need my tea. <laughs> Sorry, Dragon. Yeah, you're not gonna listen to this anyway. It's okay. I love you. Fuck it. Yeah, Dragon's under the weather, so it's a two Jabronis podcast this week. It is, but it's which is different podcast. than the the Derek and Derek Jabronis podcast. It is different. It's the two sex symbols podcast. Uh, yes. <laughs> so much sex. So much sex. <laughs> so much symbol. More symbols, less sex. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, it's the three sex symbol broadcast because we got the red wine pup symbol. Or the 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 red. What is it? The the what the fuck did we call him? I, the, I think the red wine pup symbol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I also said the red pup sex symbol, and I'm like, well, that makes no sense. Mm. The whole reason why we're calling him the red wine pup symbol is because I, I cracked open my bottle of red wine, and maybe we'll put this on, I don't know, the Jabroni's Facebook page <laughs> or something, but homeboy sat there and started licking the bottle. He is my son. Yeah, just like his daddy. Like sure he does. Let's see if he gets his... Oh, you know, you know what next, not next week, but the week after is the anniversary of that time that I was the whiskey sex symbol oh. <laughs> and I probably could have almost gotten fired from my job. <laughs> <laughs> was that the, uh, was that where our, uh, opener was inspired? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> that was that was when I randomly brought up like a. Uh, it might have actually been Baron Corbin. I said that I wanted him to get hit by a bus like George from Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh my god, I remember that <laughs> reference. Yeah, I think Good it was Lord. Corbin. I didn't understand I, that reference. At the, at the, I still don't understand it, but we'll see. Back on Grey's Anatomy. That's fine. No, no I'm, I'm just kidding. If you need, if you need for clarification, go back in the archives and listen to it. I'm sure. I'm sure Jad explained it then. Yeah, you know, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and while you're while you're going back and listening, make sure to give us a five star review. Yeah, or we'll frog splash you or something. Because five, five star, star frog slash review. But anywho, um, we touched on it earlier. Uh, Punk made his debut on backstage. God. Well, technically, no. His debut was two weeks ago with the countdown, where he said, "Every time you, just when you think you have the answers, I change the culture." True. True. This was his. But his yeah. Legit. His actual debut. first involvement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I thought it went very well. Honestly, man, so that was my first episode. Was that the second episode ever of WWE Backstage? Um, It was like, I think that was like the third, like, official one. They had like two or three, like, prior that I guess were like test runs or like, I don't know, just whatever. But I think that was like the third official one. Okay. Either way, man, I will say like, in general, that show seems tits I love i'm all it. about it anyway dude you add punk to that that uh, and he said it best man he said it best because we thought he was the quote voice of the voiceless before on like wwe programming when he first like kind of vaulted into like big popularity this is this he is now officially legit for real the voice of the voiceless because he he's untouchable now he said it i'm a fu- and it could be bullshit but either way, he's a Fox employee. He's a Fox employee. He's already pulling no punches. He talked shit on the new Universal title. He talked shit on that Baron Corbin segment that we were just talking about. Yep. I, you know, I love it. He talked shit on Booker T and David Arquette's promo skills. Yeah, dude. Like, I... Uh, it's... Stop licking that. Stop it. 
That's what she said. Sorry. Yeah. I um, yeah, no, I, I, I personally, I, I've enjoyed the show since it started. I mean, some of the stuff I could do with, like, the promo class. This week was the worst one they've ever done. Arquette was terrible. I didn't know if that was just, like, a thing because, you know, Punk's known for promos. Yeah, no, they've been doing it, they've been doing it before. They did one with, uh, Gabriel Iglesias. He was actually pretty decent. <laughs> That's the fluffy dude, right? Yeah, fluffy, yeah. He was actually pretty decent. Um, okay. They had, oh fuck, a former NFL player on there who was wasn't too bad, but I mean it's it's kind of like it's kind of silly, but everything else I'm like yeah this is great like it it's tailor made for Renee Young like this is you can't find a better spot for her. Oh, this is her shit, one hundred percent. She ex- far exceeds like she. I, I can't even, like, saying that she excels in it, I feel like it's an understatement. She's mm-hmm. so good. I feel like it's a great use of Paige as well. She's. I'm honestly. Oh, go ahead. I I she's good off. She's good in that role. I mean, obviously, she can't wrestle now, so she's limited on what you can do with her. You're not going to have her as GM anymore for whatever reason. Right. And she's not with the Kabuki Warriors, so that, honestly, it's a good use of her. She, she obviously has to, you know. Tow the company line a little bit, but she she hasn't held back too much since she's been there. So like, obviously Punk's gonna be the hard ass. Yeah. But she's been like, she'll tell her like it is for the most part, which is cool. And then I, I honestly love Booker in that role too, as long as he's not on commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, I enjoy it a little bit. He did drop a shucky ducky quack, or he tried to drop a shucky ducky quack quack last night. Oh, he's yeah. I love the Shucky Ducky. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm here for the Shucky. Goodness, I'm here for the Shucky. I'm here for the duckies. The quack quacks, I'm all in on. Oh yeah. See, yeah, Booker's great. And then uh, Christian was originally doing that like fourth person, and he was really good at it. So whenever they bring him back, that's good. And Joe was on it a couple weeks ago. He killed it. Ember last night or the other night. Yeah, I I feel like I the best thing that. that she did. Yeah, I feel like the best thing that she did was um, update her status. From there, yeah. meh. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming out, Ember. Uh, yeah. Good luck with I, your Achilles. I knew that I could have done without Ember on that show when during promo class, when you know, you got somebody like uh, Renee Young and Punk. They're you know, being pretty serious about it, like giving tips before they start and page being serious about it. And then you have Ember Moon going, Oh, well, I think you'll probably get a, a higher letter grade. Uh, we'll, 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 I'll, you could get boosted a letter grade if you, uh, <laughs> Hey, talk about that movie. I like <laughs> you work in. Yeah. You know, eight legged freaks. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Do that. And then he didn't, and she was like, oh, well, I, I went a little bit easy on you. I could have given you a better grade, but I got no eight-legged, eight-legged freaks mentioned, so, <laughs> oh, David. Oh, oh. yeah, no. <clears throat> I could do without Ember, but, yeah, Punk was great, man. Like, I'm really looking forward to seeing more of him. So is he, I'm kind of confused, uh, and it's probably because... You know, the other night was my first uh, exposure to WWE backstage. So they brought him on. Is he an every week feature? Because holy shit, I hope he is. No, he's not. So the only 
basically the only people who are every week are Booker and Renee. Like, it's their show. Paige okay. has been on it every week, so, I mean, she's just she's not locked down for every week, I guess, but she's been on it. Um, but I think Punk's just going to be on it, like, I don't know, maybe a couple times a month, I'm guessing. Uh, maybe every other week, it, but I don't know, something like that. I, but. I was going to say, if it's an every other week thing, cool, mm-hmm. I think... I think they definitely need to to put him, expose him on that more. He is so good. He is so good because he literally he literally says basically we should just have Punk on the podcast. He basically says everything that we say, and I mean, or and by we, I mean probably Tim and I because I think we're a lot more critical of the product. I'm not talking shit on you. I think we're a lot more critical of the product than than you are. You're a little bit more forgiving. Tim and I not so much. Dragon and I not so much. And Punk definitely not. I mean, I and I like I love my favorite. I, every, you know what? Every single time Punk's on, Paige needs to be on because that whole interaction and that whole dynamic is fucking great. Because I feel like half of the show was Punk trying to get Paige to talk shit or agree with everything that he thinks is stupid. Yeah, like the friggin' uh, the Baron Corbin segment. Garbage, right? the, the, what's that? It's garbage, right? Yeah, the universal title, and hey, that title sucks, right? <laughs> what, Paige, what do you think? Yeah, no, it's a great, it's a good dynamic, and like <clears throat> you, and you can, you could see it. Like he was having fun. Like yeah, like, man, you could just see it, and like he was having a good time. So like, and I think it's, I think it's been a while since Punk has had fun. In that, <laughs> I guess, element, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I guess period because he was getting his ass kicked in MMA, but I especially think, yeah, and I I think especially when it came to wrestling, I think, I think WWE burned him out, and that's why he was like, I'm done. I'm an MMA fighter now. Nah, man, you're a fucking wrestler. Like, good props to him for trying MMA because you know what? I'm not about to, you know, if I take a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu class, cool. Like that would be a skill. It would come in handy and and be a really good exercise and be a uh, be a good workout. No, I don't want to get in a cage and like straight up have a fight with somebody. Sorry, like I, I'm not I'm not a tough guy that can just sit there and be like, yeah, break my nose, no big fucking deal. Right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I I think it, I I hate to like be that be that guy and like like everybody else has been but like it's just watching that I'm like he's gonna wrestle again oh 100%, 100%. he is going to wrestle in a WWE ring because mm-hmm. when they asked when she asked him will you like and he he said you know he's like I, I have no interest in it right now but you know been in the been around this long enough. He's old enough to know that never say never. And like, yeah, and like he didn't say no. He didn't say yes, but he didn't say no, and that's more. I think the more important thing. Exactly. And like, do I think he wants to wrestle right now? No, I don't. Right. But I think the more, the more and more he's around the product and is enjoying himself around the product. And as time goes on, time heals a little bit. He's gonna get that itch. I think I honestly think he might have that itch a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Hence why he's there. But I agree. I think he has the itch for professional wrestling. 
I just think it's going to be a matter of time until he gets the itch to be a professional wrestler again. I, and I think, honestly, I don't want to say all it's going to take, but I think one of the big factors is going to be if he has to sit down with Vince and or Triple H and they iron everything out and they sit there and say, because you know what, it's, it's a very, and there is still stupid shit. Again, look at the Universal title. Look at that Baron Corbin opening segment on SmackDown. <laughs> look at this disaster of uh, Alana, Bobby Lashley, Rusev storyline. Oh my god! Yeah, there is still a lot of sh- there's there's still shit, but I don't think it's as bad as it was six years ago when he was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I'm out." Yeah, and like and like he said, he's like, "Yeah, there's." Like a lot hasn't changed, but I mean, there's that doesn't mean that there still isn't some good stuff. Like he, he was very, uh, um, uh, he he was very behind the women. Which, uh, yep. How can you not be? Like, I've been saying it for a while. It's the I think it's the best part of the whole of WWE right now. Um, and and he was very uh positive about Brock and Ray. Um. So yeah, I mean, like he's not gonna be like. Negative just to be negative. Hey, hey. Just for the shits and giggles. But he's, I mean, right. he's going to call it how it is, which is what which they he said he was going to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do love what he said, too, back to the women. I love what he said about that. He, we don't we don't need a hashtag. We, we don't need a hashtag. We don't need a woman, a quote, woman's revolution shoved down our throat. Put, let the, let, just let the women go out there and wrestle. Let the women go out there and be the women wrestlers. And that, like, that's what, Look at Sasha and Bailey, the the Iron Woman match. Look at every look at every match they did in NXT before like a women's revolution was a thing. They just went out there and competed just like the men. It wasn't a revolution. It was just their competitors. They went out there, competed. They put on their match. They put on their show. That's all it needs to be. Treat. I don't want to pull the treat them equally thing, but fuck it, treat them equally. They're they're superstars. They're wrestlers. Let them go out and be superstars and wrestlers. It doesn't need to be a hashtag. Yeah. Let them go out and be athletes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I don't say I get it or at the at the time, but like, it's just at this point, it's like, why, why do we need to, to do that? like Becky Lynch is literally the top top guy. She's the number one yeah. in the company. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we don't really need to keep saying, oh, you know, women's revolution or. And I think to their credit, they haven't. I I haven't heard women's revolution as a term in a while. I think I feel like they've backed off of it. But a I, bit, but you still yeah. hear it every now and then. Oh, this was, was this person was leading the women's revolution, and this one yeah. Was, I mean, it doesn't really bother me as much. But like, I get it. <clears throat> this is what I remember the, when it was specifically. But when I know when I realized like it wasn't as big a. Like of a deal was <clears throat> may have been last year or the year before. Um, the women were the women made evented raw, and it wasn't a big deal. Right, and that's when I realized it was a big like it was a big deal because it wasn't a big deal because it was just like oh yeah yeah the women are made eventing obviously what do you mean like of course they sh- that's just how it is that's. Yeah, it it just happens. That's just and it's it's happened more frequently, and I think that's that's yeah. good. Now I'll be curious to see if we get more like pay per views, not necessarily manias, but like 
if the women go on last, you know, that's, for, yeah, for a, that's, a huge match. That's where I'm like, I feel like they need to step it up a little bit more. Like, Well, and I feel like that's why I meant it's nine tenths of the way there. Yeah. If you, okay, and you yeah. like, don't, don't, don't force it. Don't sit there and be like, okay, 12, just round number or whatever for the old school. There used to be 12 pay-per-views a year, 12 pay-per-views a year. We're definitely going to make sure that women headline six, and we're going to make sure men headline six. If it's like a big feel, a big fight feel, let it main, like let it be an organic main event. You know, yeah. Don't sit there and push it. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want them to be like, okay, well the main the men main evented last month, so the women have the main event this month. Like, no, if if it if it should be the main event, it should be the main event. Like I thought Becky and Sasha should have been the main event of of uh, Hell in a Cell. Totally. Not because, totally. Not because they needed a. I. They want. I should have been a women's main event. It's just it was, in my opinion, the best storyline. Doesn't mean it has to happen every month, or every other month. It's just when it's right. right. Like I honestly think the women should main event war games. I think their war games match is way more um, exciting and interesting than the men's. Mhm. Fully agreed. Absolutely <laughs> agreed. So yeah, I mean, just when when the time is right, it doesn't have to be forced on, but um, yeah. But uh, speaking of women <laughs> and women's wrestling, yeah, uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit before we got on the on on the air, but uh, oh yeah, jeez, Jesus, <laughs> Ring of Honor is having a go the last Yikes. couple weeks. Uh, we haven't. I don't think we've touched on the Joey Mercury stuff on the show yet but uh i mean well, i don't think we know I'm a not whole fully lot about in the it. loop on that yeah we don't so. know a whole lot about it but like the the basic i think the basic premise is that joey mercury was upset with the, with ring of honor and ended up airing their dirty laundry and now this today uh kelly klein who was who is was current women's champion of ring of honor Question mark. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, I'm Ron Burgundy. Kelly Klein is the Women of Honor champion. Was <laughs> maybe was as past tense as apparently Kelly Klein was fired via email while she was injured and the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, Ring of Honor? Hey, you know what? Let's keep it equal rights. Let's put the uh, universal title back on Seth Rollins, have everybody hate him, and have WWE fire him via email. Jesus Christ. Yeah, listen, may, maybe this is just a storyline. Maybe it's maybe it's like when Marty McFly went to the future and got fired via fax. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe she's maybe she's gonna tag. She's gonna join NXT, and she's gonna tag with uh, Kushida, and they're gonna have go back to the like a, a Marty McFly and Jennifer type of maybe. type of gimmick. Maybe I don't know. That's that is wild. I I don't know a whole lot more than what we said. I haven't been I haven't been able to look into it much, but. That yeah, that's a premise. big bag of bullshit, honestly, <laughs> like, dude. That, that's a big bag of what the hell are you thinking? Yeah, that's not a good look. I mean, Like, what's worse? Getting dumped through text or getting fired through email when you're the champion? I mean, that's not a... I mean, if, you're, if that happens to you, I mean, that looks bad worse for 
the company than you. Yeah. Oh God, absolutely. She's not gonna have any problem finding work anywhere else. But one of them. maybe she's all elite. Maybe they could really use her, honestly. Yeah, that. God, I want to love AEW so much, and I do to a point. I think the women's division needs to be better, and the refs need to be a lot better too. Yeah, yeah. The refs are garbage. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, speaking of AEW, they're uh bringing back the old bash at the beach. Yeah, man, I saw that. I heard about that because right. technically WWE never really licensed i mean they they didn't use bash of the beach they used the bash yeah so they still had it trademarked i think but it it apparently expired and cody scooped it up good smart along with some other things i forget which other ones i think bunkhouse brawl maybe oh <laughs> we're, we're still trying to figure out what the hell that is right i think that was one of them he uh he may have <laughs> trademarked i'm not sure um uh but yeah, how do you feel about that? I mean, listen, as a wrestling fan and as a kid that grew up like in the 80s, so I remember like I was born in 83. So like I remember like wrestling like my first wrestling memories were late 80s. Like late 80s very early 90s. So like I feel like Listen, you know what? Dragon would love to be on this right now because he would love the comparison that he's made, that AEW is becoming the new WCW. But it's like the WCW of the, the early 90s, not like the WCW of like the NWO era and then the absolute shit era. This dog is going to drive me fucking bananas. <laughs> yeah, see, that's kind of where I'm, I was landing. It's, like, it's I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. Like it's cool, but it's like you're really just not helping the uh, the fact that people are like, thinking you're WCW 2.0. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, I can see if you're, I can see if you're borrowing. Because listen, his dad was a booker for WCW. His dad was involved. He was a friggin' comic, and I don't know. I mean, he had to be booking around when he was commentating on WCW Saturday Night and everything. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if you borrowed some aspects of that, because he grew up around that, too. Borrowing aspects is one thing. But it just seems like they're morphing. Like, they're morphing into it. Like, to the point that they're calling... The artist formerly known as Goldust, they're calling Dustin Runnels the natural Dustin Rhodes. That was his gimmick in WCW back in the times that we're talking about. Yep. <clears throat> I just, I don't know, man. It makes me nervous. Yeah, oh, shit. Where are your tags, like, dude? Yes. I, I honestly still don't know how I feel about it because if they were named, it's. It's apparently just like this. They're they're basically just calling like a di- an episode of Dynamite Bash at the Beach. And I'm like, okay. yeah, and that's even that's even that's like, sorry to cut you off, but that's like Impact when they used to call their regular episodes of Thursday Night Impact a friggin' pay per view name. 
Yeah, and like, I, so I'm like, I'm more okay with that though than them if they were gonna like bring back Bash at the Beach as a, a regular pay per view, just because it's yeah. like, I mean, get your own ideas. Like if it's a one off, right. okay, that's fine. And they're making it part of like the Jericho Cruise or something, okay. So you know, but at the same time, I don't know. It, I, I really am on the fence because I'm like, I don't. One, it's yeah, you're just basically just sound like WCW again. More and more comparison. Right. But I mean, it. it I get it with whole with Cody because it's like it's, it's his dad's thing and like. I don't know. I can't make up my mind about it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It. I don't know, man. It's. I don't hate it. It just it makes me nervous because. I'll be the first one to say, like, I sat there anytime Dragon was like, oh, we got WCW 2.0. And I'm like, dude, whatever. Like, they're not so Cody's friggin', you know, the CEO or or one of the top level guys. Like, it doesn't mean that's how it's going to (laughs) go. But, like, God, man, I don't know. They're, I don't want to say they're towing that line, but. I, I just feel like they need to separate themselves from from that because when people think you're WCW 2.0 and then you snag the Bash of the Beach trademark, mm-hmm. you're kind of proving people right. Yeah, and there I'm pretty sure there's other ones that will be coming out that they trademarked and like I I don't I they I don't think they're doing it to be like WCW like I. Truly believe Cody is just trying to honor his father. Yeah, his his inventions and whatnot. Like I know, I know he recently filed for Dust the Dusty Roads copy or uh, trademark as well. Oh really? Yeah. So like I get that he's trying to do that, but I don't know. When you like look at the the whole picture, and it's like you know, there's a lot of similarities already with AEW on TNT. Yeah, Tony Schiavone is the voice. Yeah. Bash at the beach. Jim, like Jim Ross. I mean, and Jim Ross started out in WCW very early 90s before he flipped over to WWE. Yeah. And honestly, <laughs> Jim Ross was greener than goose shit when he was in WCW. Hey, stop biting your leash, all right? Stop it. Yeah, um, and it's like, dude, J- I love JR, man, but he sounds... Not that great. What, Jack? Hey, hold on, dude. Hold on. Hey, stop! (laughs) Fucking psycho puppy right now. Dude, he's literally like biting the shit out of my clothes. Alright, sorry. (laughs) As you were. Hey! (laughs) Well, like, I'm out here trying to figure out where the fuck we were. When the leash detached, because I figured out what happened, I clipped onto uh, the like the ring that holds his uh, his like ID and his um, his rabies tag, and that like that's what detached. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to fucking find where we were so I can find those tags, and that's <laughs> fucking not going well in the friggin' pitch black dark with him freaking the fuck out. Actually, I should just fucking put him back and come out here. 
Hold on, is that it? All right, anyway, sorry, I'm back. I'm going to go put him inside and then look for this shit, but... Hey, come on, bub. Anyway, Jim Ross. The newest episode of AEW Dark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not start again, because he's fucking freaking out again. God damn it, I know you want to fucking play, dude, but... There's more important shit happening right now. <laughs> yeah. So important. <laughs> like a podcast. Yeah, get it together, Rem. <laughs> Come on. Come on, pup. We do this thing where, like, he tries... Oh, fuck. He tries to chase me all throughout the fucking yard. And normally that's cool, but when I got a phone in one hand, <laughs> his leash in the other hand, and I'm trying to find some important shit, mm-hmm. it doesn't work that well. All right, buddy. Go upstairs. Don't follow me. All right. Okay, we can continue, because he is now inside and I'm outside. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking Oh, JR. <clears throat> we were talking about, yeah. JR, like, he was greener than goose shit when he started out in WCW. Now he's with possible WCW 2.0, and just awful, man. He's... <laughs> And I hate it because he is going to go down as one of the best, hands down. But he's not... I don't even want to go as far to say he's a shell of himself. But, dude, he is... I mean, what was it he called? Full gear, fully loaded. He He said something else, too. Something else wrong, I think. I don't know. It's just like... Man, I want him to call like one more epic match and then hang it up. I and I hate saying that. I feel terrible saying that. I um, I kind of enjoy him at po- at points on AEW just because like he just sounds like such a grumpy old man. <laughs> he gets in like he gets as frustrated as like I do with like the tag rules and shit. And, like, yeah. not being enforced. And I'm just, like, <laughs> from a company standpoint, it's like, yeah, maybe don't point that shit out. But, like, <laughs> as a as a, uh, as a a fan, I'm like, please, JR, <laughs> keep saying it, and then maybe somebody yeah. will hear you. Speak it to life. But, yeah, no, I, he he's definitely not, I guess, the same. I think he's better with Shivani. Oh, very much, yeah. Um, he, I think Shivani definitely brings up his game. When he was with Don Callis in uh, New Japan, he was just, God. Like, he, it almost sounded like he just, I don't want to say he was there for the paycheck, but he he was very much on cruise control. Yeah, and even at fucking, at full gear, with it was just, when it was just him Excalibur, he sounded like not as engaged. Like, I feel like when yeah. Shivani's there, it's like, JR is like finds a little bit of life. I wonder if it's because he knows that he knows Shivani has been the voice of a show before, so he knows Shivani can kind of like take the lead. And maybe at this point, he just kind of wants to not be the lead and not not drive the car, but kind of be like a passenger. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and and it's the 
and comfortability. I feel with, with him. Like I feel like if he was to just hop on with with King randomly, like he would probably be more ener- feel more energized because he they have such good chemistry and like he feels comfortable yeah. there. When it's just him and Excalibur, I can't imagine that it's just like they would have clicked that well, you know. Like, and same with Jim yeah, Jr. Was, was with um, oh fuck, what was that guy's name? Jake Barnett. When they did accent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, I just didn't feel it with those two either. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's. The, I I have honestly I haven't minded the commentary as much. I thought before Shivani came on, it was not great. But with him added in, I think it's a little better. Yeah, no, and I think, yeah, I think he just seems more at ease with Shivani for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, move on though. Let's move it on. Uh, to another commentator, announcer in the news. Um, and I think for... Oh, I think for this story, um, we have... We have yes, I think we have Raheem Chavez standing by. Ra- Raheem, are you there? Are you, are you back from your vacation? Hello! Hello? Guys, oh, Hello, good to hear from you guys. Had a great vacation. Yo, where'd you go, Raheem? We missed you. I went to. You're not ever gonna believe it. It was a great time. Kansas City. <laughs> did, did, did you go watch the Chiefs, buddy? No, went to the beach. In Kansas City. Yes. It was like a, a landlocked city. It was great. Are you sure that was a beach? Yeah, highly recommend it. Did Did you go? Did, did you go to a bash at the beach? I don't follow. So I don't get the so, reference. Raheem, Anywho. Raheem, <laughs> Raheem, what do you got for us? I got some news. Did, did, now are you sure? Because you didn't know about Bash of the Beach, but you have news. I was at the beach. I don't know who, hey, I don't know bash. who bash is. He wasn't there when I was there. <laughs> Anywho. Wasn't he one of the Basham brothers? <laughs> bash Basham. <laughs> okay. What what do you got, Raheem? What do you got, man? Uh this is breaking news as of uh to yesterday. <laughs> Was it yesterday? <laughs> Hello? Yes, yesterday. Jim, uh Jim Corvette uh resigned from uh the NWA. Re- resigned. He resigned. So that, that's a different word. Yes. That's what I said. Yeah. Jim Corvette resigned from NWA. Cornet. It's with an N. It looks like a V, but it has another squiggly at the start. Right. Jim Corvette resigned from VWA. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. So so his name's Cornet with, 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 with a... Well, you said Cornet. No, no, no. It has an N. It's an N instead of a B. Cornet. Gotcha. Right. And then and then it's, it's NWA. You, you, you missed a couple squigglies. Yes, right. Fuck the police. I understand. Jim Cornette has <laughs> left the group. And, and why is that? Um, 
I don't think. I think he. I. I don't know. Actually, I believe he was okay with the police. He liked the police. Does Does he like burritos? Did Did it have something to do with burritos? I don't follow. En- enchiladas. <laughs> That's all the news I have for today. Did it have anything to do with Trevor Murdoch? Uh. Who? All right, thanks, Raheem. Pew, 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 All right, bye-bye, guys. See you next week. Raheem Shabazz, everybody. You can catch him, you know, when when he's not at the beach in Kansas City in the middle of the country. Bye. Near no coast. But we already said bye, Raheem. Bye, Raheem. Wow, yeah. Jim Cornette. Huh? Yeah, that was that. Jim Corbett was some breaking news, man. He he drove fast right out of the VWA. Yeah, he sure did. My goodness. Uh. Uh. He, Listen, everybody busts on Jim Cornette, and he kind of deserves it. But he definitely deserves it being a racist piece of shit. Definitely deserves it now. Yeah. Jesus. Bye, 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 yeah. bye, Jim. Like. Let, let, like the kids say, GTFO. That stands for get the fuck out. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's gone. Cause I, I, yeah, want to be, I want to be able to watch NWA Power. <laughs> I haven't been able to watch it a whole lot lately, but I want to have that option. <laughs> and him not being there well, makes, it, makes it a lot, a lot easier for me to, you know, Pursue that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely a lot more attractive now that you don't have to talk about... God, I, I don't even remember the line exactly. The line but was... was uh, just prejudiced, racist bullshit, and fuck him. The line was something along the lines of... Uh, talking about Trevor Murdoch. Uh, Trevor Murdoch is the only guy I know who could... Who would be fine to walk through... Ethiopia with fried chicken on their back or something along those lines. Oh, fr- yeah, fried chicken. That, that's what it was. It was. It was. It was basically talking about being able to walk through a starving country with a bunch of food on his back and and not have an issue. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's that's you know totally appropriate. Yeah. Fuck bag. But get the fuck out. The fucking wildest shit about it is NWA Power ain't live. This shit has been in the can for weeks. How is yeah, it so as much, hot? <laughs> as much as we're talking shit on Cornette, there's like a few people here that can get the fuck out. Because that's some bullshit. There, there are a lot of heads who need, like, be knocked off. Like, Cornette, obviously party for saying the shit, but uh, how many of y'all saw this and didn't say a goddamn word? Not one. Didn't didn't come to mind like, man, that kind of racist. No. Well, now listen. As a somewhat more than casual wrestling fan, I don't watch NWA, so... Well, and also, here's the other thing. NWA probably airs in the southern states. It's on YouTube. Would that be... Oh, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Right. Well, well, there's a lot of racist-ass motherfuckers that access YouTube. I'm just talking about people within the company. 
within NWA. Like, this shit has been recorded for I don't know how long. They just put it out this week, but this shit has been in the can for I don't, for weeks. It's one of two things, man. Here's the thing. It's one of two things. It's or one of three things. It's people heard it and didn't care. People heard it and they're racist twats, so they thought it was funny. Or clearly, clearly, no matter how you spin it, there's people not doing their damn jobs. I think it might be a combination of all of them. And the people who aren't doing their jobs, I don't... They probably shouldn't have those jobs anymore. That or there they may, be other people. They may not have those jobs anymore. There should be other people involved in the whole process that, oh, I don't know, may have been offended by that joke. Ah, maybe. Yeah, yeah but it wasn't a joke. It wasn't a joke because it wasn't fucking funny. No, Jokes wasn't. are funny. Jokes are funny. Right. This dude is a joke. Cornette is a joke, and I don't mean it's because he's funny. Cornette's a joke because he's a fucking bitch that now will never be taken seriously. And he, I probably wasn't at this point anyway, but yeah, fuck him, man. Fuck him and fuck anybody that had anything to do with this. Yeah, good for you, Corny. Never, I, I mean, I've never really been a big Jim Cornette fan, ever, honestly. I don't think anybody has. So... This didn't really change a whole lot. I mean, eh. the less I have to see of him or hear of him, the better. So fuck Jim Cornette. I hope Jim Cornette gets hit by a bus like George did in Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Grey's Anatomy. A lot of sex. A lot of sex symbol. A lot of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, I hope he gets hit by a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, and I hope the the driver's initials are VWA. VWA. Virgins with attitude. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Let's move on. Let's move on while I look for my friggin' dog's friggin' name tag and rabies tag out in a big-ass field half full of shit. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, let's talk some A-Dub. Dad life. Let's talk some A-Dub. A-E-Dub. So, Chris Jericho's really good. Dude, he is... Hey, big shout to, uh, my... Your, your my, new best friend. My good amigo. Let's my good... Mo, mon ami. Mon ami. Mon champion. Chris Jericho. Gave me the old retweet today. Uh, Two thirds of this podcast has been retweeted by Chris Jericho. Dragon, step your game up. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. Because you did too, right? A couple times. Yeah. So, and I got a picture with Chris Jericho. So, Dragon Daddy, you got to start breathing some fire instead of drinking that tea, bitch. But yeah, uh, in case in case you missed it, I will brag for a quick sec. I uh, after after watching AE Dubs, well, by the time this this hits the air, it'll be a couple nights ago. Uh, Chris Jericho talking about Le Champion because he is Le Champion, 
and Scorpio Sky, which, by the way, I love that they're pushing him as hard as they are. He's fucking phenomenal. He is probably the future of that company. Love it. Anyway, um, he called La Champion La Bitch, and I woke up this morning, and I started calling my dog Le Papi. So I tweeted that I was calling my dog Le Papi and mentioned it was Le Champion's fault, and Le Champion gave me Le Retweet. So anyway, there you go. Congratulations. Hey. Oh, thank you. I will take those congratulations. Well, here on... But yeah, he's really good. He's so good on the mic. Yeah, he is just unbelievable. And I will say, when he came out, I was quite annoyed at the whole promo. His big announcement was some stupid celebration. But I'm like, clearly, surely... This has to be going some other direction for Le Champion. And it did, thankfully. Yeah. I I mean, last week, his promo battle with MJF was fantastic. And then this week, even with Jericho not being able to say sorry and Hager filling it in every time was gold. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was, it was such a small, like... Just a small touch, but man, it was just, I don't want to say it made the difference, but it just like, it added a different dimension, yeah. you know? And like you said, the addition of Scorpio Sky, like I have been calling for this. Like I, I, I think I said, if he's not in the title picture within the next year, there's, we're going to have to have a conversation. And here we are, like two weeks later, and he's going to be... Challenging for the AEW title next week. Does he win? No, absolutely not. Does he come close? Like very, like heart-stoppingly close. Uh, probably. I'm sure he'll get a couple uh, near falls, but I do not expect him to win. And I don't, I don't necessarily think he yeah. should win yet. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think? Do you think it would be premature to, to pull the trigger? Yeah, I do. Take the title off La Champion. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think if you weren't, if you didn't put the title on Cody, that full gear, you should. You got to keep the title on Jericho for a while. I feel like now, because I feel like Jericho. I mean, Cody is the only other person that you should put is capable of putting the title on right now. Omega's nowhere near there yet, dude. It's clearly going up, going on this rebuilding thing with him like god omega man that god it hurts me in the heart because homeboy is so good and i'm not saying that he's not good in ring now but like oh what yeah what are they doing man what are they doing yeah i feel like they've come on i feel like they're still trying to figure that out like they're i I feel they're clearly going with the redemption storyline here with him but yeah, I think honestly, maybe Moxley's re- good. I I don't think he needs the title though. He's the the only other. I person. almost feel like, yeah. I I feel like honestly, I feel like he's at that fiend level where like I don't want to say he's above the title, but he like he's just in a different league. He's in a different league where he doesn't need the title. Yeah. and putting the title on him is I don't know. I like I I want to see him beat the shit out of the entire roster first, mm-hmm. and then only have the champion left. Yeah, like. I have no doubt that they'll put the title on him at some point, and they should, but, I mean, he doesn't need it. He doesn't really need it right now at all. Jericho and 
I don't I mean Jericho doesn't necessarily need the title, but he makes that title. Dude, 100%. And I think a lot of people chat on him winning the title and being the first ever Le Champion, but He's also the youngest Le Champion of all time. He is he is the youngest AEW Le Champion of all time. The youngest. The sexiest. Um, but no, like in all seriousness, I mean, look what he's done for that title. And look how big of a deal it was when Scorpio Sky got the pinfall over him a couple weeks ago. They were talking about it nonstop last, uh, the last episode of Dynamite. Scorpio Sky was the first person to give Chris Jericho a defeat in AEW. That's huge. Yeah. Like, and that is a perfect example of wins and losses matter. Exactly. <clears throat> like, they've struggled with that a lot, I feel like, early on, just because like, you can only do so much when it's so young. But, like, Jericho being undefeated, him losing to Scorpio Sky, like, that's a, that is a big deal. Like, Scorpio Sky, he should be getting a title shot, regardless of what his record is. I, do, I definitely don't think he'll win, just because he's still half of the tag team champions. Yeah, I think it'd be a little bit soon... A little bit soon in the life, I mean, of the organization to, to start putting on, like, double champions. Yeah. I mean, how, God, it was forever, like, the first time we saw one in general overall. And, I mean, that was a huge deal. And, I mean, it, it would be a huge deal if he became, like, a double champion. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think they need not rush it. They need, like, in this case, a slow burn is very good. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> Have a have a really good match since two of them very competitive, but Jericho win, and it won't hurt Scorpio Sky one bit. If anything, it'll help no. him. And now you have you have him look look like he looks like a main eventer in a lot of people's eyes now. So like when he eventually does challenge again for the world title, that it'll be even more believable that he can win. And I think that's a really good point too, because I, like, I've loved him in SCU. That's he's he's been great. He's been solid. Never a bad match out of him. But I don't think I saw him on a main event level. I always saw him kind of is, I guess, like the third guy. Yeah, and I don't mean like the NWO third guy. But I mean, when you got Christopher Daniels and Kazarian ahead of you, or in the same, in the same um, faction as you, it you're definitely going to be the caboose of it. Oh, yeah, and I think I, yeah, I love, I love the fact that he, he has proven himself and they've given him some really big moments. And I think that's, that's freaking solid. That's, that's how you do it. That's how you, that's how a WWE, that's how you build a star. hundred percent. And I mean, they did the same. They've been doing the same thing with Darby Allen. Dude, I love, and like Darby, uh, I may have seen, and I don't fully remember, but I may have seen some of his matches before. But I like, I'm such a Darby Allen fan, and I know some people don't get it, but it's just, it's just so, it's so different. It's finally something so different, and it doesn't feel forced different. It just works different. Yo, I'm in the same boat. I saw like very like the bare minimum of him before AEW, honestly. I'd heard the name, hadn't seen a whole lot of him. I am impressed, shocked, I don't know what 
Ray Ward is that he has gotten over so much. Like, it's crazy. He is wildly over. And that's, like, I love it. Because he, he is different. Yeah, man. He's, it's, it's great. The whole, the whole gimmick, the whole, like, the fact that he can just cruise down a ramp on a skateboard and, like, start doing it in tune with the, his theme is like it's the little things like that man that are just that's fucking awesome you know there were kids in the in the audience this week that had their face painted like darby allen dude and they were they were it was all sorts of fans i saw women with it i saw teenage girls with it i saw grown-ass men with it i saw teenage boys with yeah, it dude it's it's freaking awesome yeah. i'm i'm stoked that he's like super over like, i mean i don't know if what his ceiling is, but for right now, dude is uber popular, and they're handling him extremely well. Do you think? Do you think this could be the updated, more current Undertaker? Darby Allen. Yeah. Uh. I don't think I think that might be a bit extreme of a uh, comparison for him. I think Taker. I mean Taker is very that's very high. I'm trying to think of an, a counter um, comparison. Okay, do you think he is the fiend type of AEW? Like the closest they could get to the fiend. Do you think that's their? I don't want to say counterpoint, but their counterpoint. No, because he's different. He's I. He's different. I don't know. I, I feel like if anything, maybe a little more of extreme. Alistair Black. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. That's. That's way better. Yeah, I like that, man. That's perfect. He's just—he's a little bit more mysterious than Black, right? Especially now, like when Aleister Black first Ugh. came into the company in NXT, Ugh. it was—he's so weird. It's a weird. It—it <sighs> it is weird. I—I I love Aleister Black. Listen, I love Aleister Black for his theme alone. I love him even more because he's solid. In ring, he's fucking phenomenal in ring. I that said, all that said, don't. every time he pops on my TV now, I I not only do I not care, I'm annoyed. I'm over it. I I, I don't care. Does it make you? I don't care about Alistair Black, and I fucking hate. Does that. it make you want to? It makes me want to fight? pick a fight with him and the writers. <laughs> I want to knock on his door and shoot him. That was maybe a little bit extreme. That was very, yeah. That's something Darby Allen probably would say. But yeah, but but in all seriousness, I just I oh God. Yeah, no, I I get like, it. Like why? I mean, why? It, it doesn't bother me as much, but I'm just like, yo, just put him in the ring. Because he's still as that's all you gotta do. He's still got so much. That's all they did in NXT. Oh, he's still got so much swagger to him when he's in the ring. Like he's still like such a badass. And like, 
He doesn't need to talk. No. <laughs> he he never. I never wanted to hear him talk. Yeah, I, I, but he doesn't have to talk. I don't, yeah, and I don't think, necessarily think he's a bad talker. Like, I think he's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, that character, I think the reason it worked so well was because he didn't talk. Because of the, exactly. mis- the mystery aspect. I, I loved it. And, like, it, when he finally did talk, I was like, oh, shit. But now it's not like yeah, he's like, yeah. I mean, now it's not like he's a uh, he. Oh man, Alistair Black talked. Now it's just like, oh, he's still going. We're okay, dude. Just get a. Oh, he's going on and on and on. Like, Alistair Black is not the character that should be rambling on. It should be short and sweet. Because I remember what a big deal it was when. Because I think the first time he ever talked. <clears throat> Excuse me. The first time he ever talked was on NXT during his feud with um, with uh, Velveteen Dream, and the whole the whole thing was he wanted Alistair to say his name, and when he finally talked and when he finally did, it was a huge deal. Like the pop that happened at Full Sail was fucking unreal. Yeah. <clears throat> I I kind of felt that way with Darby Allen last week when I don't remember hearing him him talk before. I'm not saying he didn't. I just don't remember hearing him talk before. Then when he got on the mic and said, "John Moxley, I accept," like it, it, it popped me because like I don't I don't remember hearing him him talk before. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, AW is hitting it out of the park with him. To me, he's been the probably the biggest winner in AEW so far since Dynamite debuted. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about the coffin drop, but man, I fucking love it. I love that finisher so much. It's cool. I, I loved I loved the uh the counter this week with Yes. Mox. Yes. That was so yeah, good. That was cool. Um, somebody, and that's the thing about AEW. For listen, I, I brought it up before. Their their referees are fucking terrible, and if if <laughs> anything, if anything hurts that promotion, it's not it's not adopting Bash at the Beach. It's not it's not falling along the lines of being WCW 2.0. It's the fucking referees twice. Twice in that private party tag match with uh, I almost said Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Powerful. <laughs> there's, there's your, uh, episode title. Is that right? Pride and prejudice. <laughs> um, it, it in that tag match, and it was almost like it was almost two different times in a row, man. Like I swear, there was a four count by the ref, and then on top of that, there was um a two count that just stopped mm-hmm. and nobody knew what was going on. They tried the, the commentators to their credit tried to, uh, tried to save it and say that, um, I think Ortiz maybe was the one on the outside Ortiz had, you know, clipped the ref's foot, but then they were like, Oh no, he tried to pin the, the illegal man. And it was like, at that point it was just, it was just lost. But yeah, they said that like, I was like, oh, that's that was a pretty good cover up, but then 
the match continued, and then Ortiz ended up tagging in. What's his name? I was like, well, if he was the legal man already, then why was he tagging yeah. him in? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's. <sighs> and at that point, it's like, do you fault the commentators for trying to cover it up, or? Yeah, it, I just, like, and listen, people don't understand how big of a deal, how big, like, how important referees are to a match. I mean, obviously they are because they count the three, whatever. But in a situation like that, man, it's, that that was a great tag match, and it, and thankfully they were able to save it because those are four talented dudes, but... I mean, it could have easily gotten ruined, and it might have gotten ruined for some fans, but, like, it could have easily, easily gotten ruined because, man, it's just such a bad look. It's such a bad look when the referee, who's, like, the fucking general of the match, can't even do their job correctly. And it's, I feel like it's such a recurring thing. Yeah, I mean, was was it a few weeks ago when... Pac and uh, Trent had their match, and Pac went for the, uh, I think he hit the Falcon Arrow, or not the Falcon Arrow, the uh, Black Arrow, yep. and dude, the referee literally just stopped counting it too, for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, uh, what's happening? And I guess that's what's good about WWE, because from what I understand, the refs are told... You count the three. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if they don't kick out, it's on them. You count the three. You do your job. And we've seen it. And that's, yeah, you've seen it. And it's very rarely an occurrence. It's, it, it, like, very rarely does it seem like confusion. And if anything, if anything, I remember, man, I want to say back in the early 2000s, maybe, uh, Matt Hardy was still the one, and he beat somebody with a side effect, and he he wasn't supposed to, and you could see the confusion after, kind of. But even at WrestleMania 2000, when Bob Holly accidentally won the friggin' hardcore title, like it, it it's kind of cool when something so unexpected happens, and that's what I do like about AEW. Is that it's not? It doesn't always have to be a finisher to to win the match. And I don't mean it doesn't have to be a finisher. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a surprise roll up. Like a move that looks devastating can get a three count, which is it. Which is interesting because a lot of those wrestlers are seen as spot monkeys. So like they can they can hit a friggin' package pile driver from the top of the arena onto the concrete friggin' sidewalk and still get a kick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's that's probably my biggest uh, concern so far with AEW, and I've been, I've been trying to be a little more patient. You know, it's, it's still really early, so I'm trying to give them a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I and I I give them I feel like a lot of leeway. I feel like maybe I give AEW leeway, like. Like, Dragon and I feel like you give WWE leeway. Yeah, and I think I've been harder on AEW than <laughs> than a lot than most. Not most, <laughs> but like 
like my help of my buddies like give me shit because like if i say anything negative about AEW, though there he goes again yeah but i mean it's all in like legitimate gripes and like i i mean i really enjoy AEW. i watch it every week and right and i think we talked about it a few weeks ago like one of the coolest things ever especially now that american horror story is over <laughs> is that is it as soon as so I I watch AEW live and then I watch NXT after, mm-hmm. which is interesting now that I think about it because I think I used to watch Nitro live and then watch Raw the next night. So I, I don't know if that's just somehow ingrained into me that I watch WWE not live when you know a competing show is on at the same time. But I'll watch AEW live, and then you can sit there and finish it and be like, oh, all right, like that was that was a decent show. The refs still suck dick. But that that was a pretty decent show. Oh shit! I can watch NXT right now. Yeah, that's that's the best, <laughs> dude. Yeah, that's, man, how, it's... that's what I you know every week. I'm like, oh, I watch NXT. Oh, it's over. Oh man, let me catch my breath. Oh wait, no, I can't catch my breath. I gotta watch AEW now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, this was uh. In touch on it in the news, but this was the first week NXT got the W in the uh, in the ratings. Oh, they did come out. Oh yeah, yeah. hello. It's uh, it's Thursday. Yeah. I I'm watching NXT while we're recording this um, because I couldn't watch it last night. But yeah, man, that and and you even said it'd be. What was the margin though? Was it a big margin or was it like did they just edge them out? Nah, it wasn't that big. NXT did nine hundred sixteen thousand viewers. And AW to eight hundred ninety three. So it's all right. Yes, yeah. so it's. I feel like you know within twenty thousand is is pretty good. And I will say like this this episode of NXT has been flawless. Oh, it's been it was a fantastic top to bottom. Yeah, it's been flawless. I'm at the main event right now, and it's it's it, I'm at the ladder match. It's it's flawless. It's been great, man. And it, it's if. I honestly feel like once AEW gets, you got to remember, it's only been five, six weeks, maybe six, maybe seven weeks for them. Like they're still kind of finding their footing, mm-hmm. and and for an organization that hasn't done a weekly live two hour broadcast ever before, mm-hmm. for being seven weeks in, man, they're doing all right, you know. No, yeah, I mean, that's and that's what I've been trying to like tell myself like with some of the bad with some of the shit that i'm like not feeling necessarily but i'm like yo give him time give him a little bit of time you know we can reassess this in i don't know another six to eight weeks and then see where they're at take some time women's division isn't gonna get built in one night or one week a lot of it is reps, man, and and I will say, and not to, I'm gonna sound like I'm bragging on myself, and I don't mean to be if I am, and I'm not trying to sit there and be like, oh, I'm on the radio, so I get like a different aspect of shit. I when I started out, and it's funny because like within the last couple months, I heard shit from when I first started out, like old recordings of me on air when I started out in like 2006, 2007 maybe, and I sucked, <laughs> dude. I was. I was fucking terrible, and the and the craziest thing is, like, I sat there in my head, and I'm like, man, 
it was like back when I was, uh, I would make these demos of me on air to try to get on Kiss 108. And I would sit there and feel so confident. Like I finally fucking nailed it. Like I finally crushed it. And I'd walk in and the guy would be like, nah, dude, like you got to work on this, 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 and this. And like I, Tyler, for whatever reason, whatever reason, wow, words, whatever reason you're listening to this, my bad. Um, I used to think the dude fucking hated me that was in charge. I'm like, he just doesn't like me. He doesn't want to put me on air. Nah, dude, I listened back to some of that shit like within the last couple months and I was awful. And that, it, but like, I can look back on that now and be like, shit, man, look how far I've come. And I, like, I'm not saying that I'm good, but I can say that I feel a lot, a lot more comfortable on air than I, I did back then. Like I, it was so forced before and it's kind of like second nature to me. Now I'm not saying I'm good, but at least it's second nature to me. So it doesn't sound so forced. And I think, you know, in October of 2020, when AEW has a year under their belt, I think we're going to look back at their first couple episodes of Dynamite and be like, dude, they're like, they, they're getting it. They're picking it up. Because it, like, it's all about the reps. It's, it's like, listen, John Cena sucked at first. But the more reps he got, the better he got. And like, John Cena puts on dope matches. Don't believe me? Watch any match he's had with CM Punk. Watch that match with Roman Reigns. Watch other matches he's had. It's and listen, you can say that Punk carried Cena in all those matches, but Punk was Punk wasn't there for the other matches that John Cena had that were fucking great. Yeah, I mean, it takes two to tango, baby. Exactly. No, I I I, I totally agree. Like, it's gonna take time. I mean, like, um, honestly, as far as like the show goes, I think they've been really, really solid. They've Runs pretty smoothly. For me, it's mostly just like um, the handling of the women's division and like the introducing the new characters and whatnot. Yeah, and I think they're doing a little bit better job. Like the honestly, I actually kind of enjoyed the Dark Order little uh, promo thing that they did this week. Oh my god, I love that! I sat there and like, and I'm not super familiar with the Dark Order, but I sat there and I'm like, what? Like I liked it anyway. I'm like, all right, this like this is how you do like a cult thing because that reeked of cult. Yeah, it was interesting. Like, uh, that, I I yeah. have been a very I've been very vocal about the fact that I think Dark Order is trash. <laughs> Ever since <laughs> they debuted in AEW, I'm like these these guys are trash. There's nothing exciting about them whatsoever. And for the most part, I still agree with that. This but this kind of got me a little interested. I'm like, okay, the see where this goes. Something different, okay. But yeah, like that. At least they they have that going. A little character development. I'm still very impatient about the women's division, but trying to give them some leeway. The matches or whatever, they don't have to necessarily even have to be that good. But like, make me care about the characters. And that, like, and you have to. Aside the fact that Britt Baker is a dentist. Other than that, I don't know shit about any other any of the women. I, I don't they, like they don't have any identity. And listen, <laughs> just because we remember that Britt Baker is a dentist doesn't mean it's good. I remember Isaac Yankin was a dentist. That was shit. And I, like, I feel bad. I feel bad that um sort of shit talking Mrs. Adam Cole, baby. Britt Baker, baby. Jadam Cole, baby. Sorry. I love fucking saying that. But <sighs> it's it's. 
Literally, they say she's a dentist because in real life she takes dental courses. Well, she's an actual dentist. And that's where... She's a legit dentist. Yeah. But, like, I she's don't care. She's a legit... But it, ha- like, it has nothing to do with her character. Like, that's cool. Other than, hey, she's a dentist. Like, that's awesome. Like, that's really dope. Cool. Good for her. She's a smart wrestler and has a backup plan just in yeah, case. she's great. That's awesome. I love the fact that she's a dentist. I think that's ex- that's very admirable. That's cool as fuck that she still does it and practices and whatever. How the fuck is that going to help her win matches, though? Tell me that. <laughs> that's what I want to know. If, if the one thing they do is try to plug that she can put on a real mandible clock, she's a real dentist, sorry, man. That ain't fucking selling it no. for me. And like I, I just I feel bad too because it's like I feel like they're put they're trying to push her in a position that she's not necessarily ready for. Like I think she's I think she's good now, but she's not like at that level that they seem like they were when they brought her in like she was the top female like they were positioning her as the number yeah. one and I'm like she's not really there yet. I think she could get there because I've seen her see how she's now and how she was like a year and a half ago and she's improved like a shit ton so and again reps but like right now i'm like no she's not like y'all are trying to push her as like the charlotte flair of aew and like she's very she ain't there man like she looks like without trying to like making it sound like terrible but like she's she looks like she would be in the NXT women's division in, like 2015 like yeah. after the four horsewomen left where there was like a lot of uncertainty there like she looks like she would be in that in the division then and she would probably fit right in whereas like now it's like she would be one of the weaker ones in that division and it's not necessarily a knock on her per se it's just like there's a lot of people who are ahead of her right now. They have more experience, and I feel bad. But like you watch a lot of the matches that she's had, and they haven't been that great. Like they haven't been bad necessarily, but they haven't been like they haven't hit. Like I've been waiting for them to hit, and they haven't really. Well, I was thinking about this last night while I watched her match. And while I watched her lose again, and were you talking about the big name at NXT, Seth Rollins? What? You you, you message sorry you messaged the group last night saying there was a big name backstage at uh, NXT. Was it Seth Rollins? No, Becky. <clears throat> okay. You know, <laughs> hey, back to the women's division earlier. Like from the very first like thing we talked about. Becky Lynch is the big name that was on NXT. Yeah. Not Seth Rollins. I thought it might have been Becky, but I just kind of wanted to see how it played out. Because I was going to say, dude, Becky started the show. That's kind of a bigger deal. Uh, Anyway, back to the point. I was watching last night um, Britt Baker lose again, and that's my point. I feel like all she does is lose. Yeah. And and that's – she doesn't look good. They're decent matches, but she doesn't look strong when she loses. She loses nonstop, and then it's like, okay, so she's a jobber. And like, and when she wins, it's in like matches that no one sees. Like she won on the uh, 
the buy-in at Full Gear, but I mean, not everybody watches that. Or she'll win on AW Dark, but everybody, not everybody watches that. Like when she, when she's on, when it matters, she loses. <laughs> she lost to Rio, uh, Nyla Rose, I think she lost to. She lost in a tag <laughs> match a couple times, like you know. Yeah, it's just she, she like if you want to make her as big as you're presenting her, you need to let her win first, at least. Let her win a match. Let her win one match. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like they just assume that everybody thinks or knows that. Yeah, Britt Baker's our 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 girl. Like she's the the number one. So her losing isn't that big of a deal because she's she's the big time. But she's really not yet. She needs. Well, those and I wins. feel like the, I feel like that's what they have done with Kenny Omega too, and we've talked about that before. I feel like they operate, and they even, like, the commentators even, and I think it's it's probably Excalibur that mentions it, mentions being the elite. And it's, it, like, the casual fan has no fucking idea what being the elite is. If they were smart, because the being the elite videos are, like, what, no longer than 10 minutes usually? Yeah, I think they're, pro- I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes, something like that. <sighs> that is pretty long. Because I was going to say, if they were smart... They would air the being the elite videos like on the you show. Could, you could you could uh, air part of it. Like I mean, a good portion yeah, of it is like either. travel shit. But like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that's actually a good point that you brought because they mentioned. I didn't even I didn't even know this. I haven't really been keeping up with being the elite with the, like the last. Two or three months, honestly. I was a regular, but the last couple of months I haven't really been paying, been able to watch it as much. But like, apparently, this past week, uh, Hangman Page like left the elite. Like he took himself out of the group or whatever. Yeah, they did mention that, and yeah. I am such a a not frequent viewer that I didn't know that he ever really joined the elite yeah like i mean he yeah i mean that was honestly that's the only reason why he was like featured as much i feel like on this show was yeah he was part of the elite and now that now he's not in the elite and it's like who i, I had no idea and that's another thing that i feel like there's been a big disconnect with hangman and aw i don't know what it yeah, is I mean- but it's not hitting. They they started out very strong with him, and, and now I wonder. Well, I I don't wonder because Jericho has been fucking incredible. He's been perfect. He's been perfect as Le Champion. But it's like Adam Page lost that match, and then I don't want to say like lost. He lost all the momentum that they had given him leading up to that match. I thought he lost it before. Yeah. Really? I don't. I never thought he should have been in that position in that match to begin with. He did mention that actually. I, just, I thought it was too much too soon, 
like it was just a too big of a I felt like it's too big of a moment for him at that time. Like it's not like it wasn't like a, a like the case with like Scorpio Sky right now where it's like yeah, he's challenging for the title, but it's probably like a one-off type of thing for now. Like if Hangman hadn't been involved or whatever and he was in the same position that he's in right now and then there's like, "Oh yeah, he's going to challenge Jericho for the world title next week." It's like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." But like doing a huge like feud for the title I was like yeah that's I don't, that's too much and I don't know what happened but I think the fans felt the same way because there's just been some disconnect I, I mean, even this past week fucking and this was this was terrible to put them him in this position but he eliminated Billy Gunn from the battle royal and they booed they booed him. Speaking of that battle royal, and speaking of Billy Gunn, do you think they featured Billy Gunn in that battle royal way too prominently? Bro, they, they built the whole battle royal around him. <laughs> I know. Pretty much. I know. I, I sat there and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? And the, what, the other thing that I noticed while watching that as well was like Billy Gunn is a big dude. He really but is. He was never featured as a big dude. You know what I mean? Like he was never looked at as like, oh that guy's a giant. Like that guy's huge, even though he kinda was. In yeah. eight, in that battle royal, he dwarfed almost everybody. And I was just like, wow. And I thought that said more about the roster than it did Billy Gunn. It's like I just did. It didn't look to me. It didn't make them look good at all. Because like, if this was like I don't know, like the Undertaker or Kane, who's like, oh, that's a big man. They they do yep. the type of shit that Billy Gunn did. Whatever. But like someone who wasn't, you know, looked at as like a big dude, and he does that type of shit. Like yeah, that just makes you guys look small. All of you. Yeah, dude, it's it's not a good it look. Wasn't. I mean, I didn't mind Billy. I don't mind Billy Gunn being being involved or whatever, but like, I don't either. He's still in good shape. He's got to be what in his fifties yeah. or close to it. But like, you're gonna Hold you're on. gonna know. Like, he got he got one of the bigger pops of the night, and then you have <laughs> Hangman Page eliminate him. What do you think was gonna happen? It's just yeah, it's. <laughs> Like, have a heel eliminate yes. him. Why are you going to have a face eliminate he him? Booed. He's 56. Wow. Dude, honestly, I hope when I'm 56, I look fucking anything like that. Yeah, I hope. He just turned 56 yeah, earlier this month. I just, God, I just... Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. And then and then when, the, when everybody thought it was uh, him and Jungle Boy, they were cheering for Jungle Boy. <laughs> Oh my god, they went crazy for Jungle Boy. And then thankfully MJF like stole the Dude, they now I'm worried that next week they're going to cheer for MJF. I, I think they're going to. They might. I mean, they as soon as he started crawling back in the ring like they popped, right? I think so. I mean I don't know. I I'm, I'm sure MJF is good enough that he can get them to Boom again, I'm sure, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, I 
God, it's just, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, dude. That's such a solid point. It's, yeah, I don't know. yeah man. I think that I, I'm very curious to see what happens with Hangman. I honestly thought, like, this was like my dark horse pick was him to turn heel at full gear. Because he needs something, and he ended up leaving well, the elite anyway. Like I thought he was going to turn heel on the elite, <laughs> and then you just like, no, nah, I'm just going to leave the group. <laughs> Focus on my own thing. <laughs> like that was anticlimactic, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, I I never even thought of that until you just brought it up. But I mean, it's so true. I feel bad too because I I was r- really into Hangman, like he was benefiting so much he, from being the elite. Like he was getting so much more fan. Yeah. Fan. And then I don't know what the fuck happened as soon as like a AEW became a thing. It was just like, uh, do we like him? Gotta go. <laughs> How do we f- actually feel about Hangman? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. But Jesus. That's something I'm gonna be. You gotta keep. We gotta keep an eye on. I think. Let's just see how fucking Hangman does. But um, speaking of that battle royal, though, one of my favorite spots was definitely the uh, Orange Cassidy. Oh my god! I fucking dude. love Orange Cassidy. <laughs> this dude. I. You know, I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up earlier, but he's. It's. It's so simple, and it's like it, bringing up things that are so simple but so good. It's so simple but so good. They, they are absolutely hitting with him because there was yeah. so much like crap that they were getting for, for signing him because you know, it's supposed to be sports based and how are you going to have this little realistic sports <laughs> feel when you have a, char- a character like orange Cassidy. And I was like, you know that, I mean, I kind of, I kind of get that, but they've handled it so well with, Still letting him do his shtick, but not necessarily having to be taken serious. And he's over as fuck. <laughs> and last well, week during the Young Bucks like- thing where he was in the fucking bathroom, I yep. fucking popped so <laughs> It was so good. Because I feel like, it, and I don't want to speak for all the fans that were shitting on it, but I feel like if they were overdoing it, It'd be one thing, but I feel like it's just, it's so, (laughs) it's so perfectly placed and it's so minute that it just, it works. It ends up being, yeah, man, it's, it's entertaining as shit. He's a great character. It's so entertaining. He's a great Shit. I saw fucking, um, Chris D'Elia was tweeting about Orange Cassidy. Oh, shit. Was he? He was like, I love, how have I not seen this? I love this guy. I'm like, oh my God, that's great. Yeah. Like, how? (laughs) That's I've awesome. seen people on Twitter who I never even thought would be into it. They're like, yo, who the fuck is this dude? Like, like you see the homeboy with his sunglasses on, his hands in his pockets, <laughs> like just acting cool as fuck. And you're like, yeah, that's going to draw people in. He's not going to be, you're not going to build a company around him, but like that's going to catch somebody's attention for sure. And I feel like, like that's the entertainment aspect back to like, WWE World Wrestling Entertainment and like back to I was so I was trying to explain last night 
I don't know when this is going to air. I think it probably, I think it might have already aired. Um, but so back home, because I'm in Tulsa, in case you're a new listener, um, back home, back on the East Coast, uh, Greg and the Morning Buzz have a really good relationship with Triple H. So every year they do lend a helping can to try, it's a, basically a radiothon to raise money for all the New Hampshire food banks. And every year they talk to Triple H and... I got an email from Greg, the host, last night being like, hey, man, I'm talking to Triple H tomorrow, or maybe it was a couple nights ago, uh, talking to Triple H tomorrow for Lend Helping Can, um, what, asking all about NXT, and I like went into NXT and the difference between NXT, he's like, is it better than Raw, is it better than SmackDown, and I was like, you know, it, things are a little bit different now, but for a while, Raw was kind of seen as the entertainment show. And like you say that, and it's basically a way of saying it's shit. <laughs> it's like the stupid like soap opera, not that good entertainment, some kind of drama shit that they put on. Like this, Orange Cassidy is the entertainment, entertainment perfectly executed. Yeah. Very well done. Like that guy. It's like it's just enough. Yeah, they they've really nailed it with him. Like the amount, just the right amount of orange, just <laughs> yeah. the amount, right amount yeah. of squeeze, <laughs> just the right amount of vitamins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they've been killing. I love I love everything about Orange Cassidy right now. I think the very first time I saw him, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And I saw, I'm like. These weak ass fucking kicks. What is this guy? And now every time he pops up, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so glad he's here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they crushed it. They they there's so much there's there's a good amount of stuff they do right, and there's a good amount of stuff that you can sit there and say, God, what a rookie move on. But I mean, overall, overall. It's entertaining, mm-hmm. and like we've been saying this whole time, the more reps they get, the better everything's going to be. And I, I think, I think the better the situation and the battle with NXT is going to be, just because they'll. Uh, I love AEW, but I'm not blind and stupid. Like NXT is very much a better show. And I think AEW was beating them in the ratings so often because it was something, it, it was literally, we go back to like when all four, I say all four McMahons, but like Vince and Shane and Stephanie and Triple H came out and they promised us new, exciting, different stuff. AEW is new and it's exciting and it's different stuff. And and that was the attraction for it at first. And now what they got to do is they got to hone that in and just make the product better. And that and that's how they're going to be like the true alternative. And I like the fact that I like the fact that the battle is with it, they. They didn't even try to make a battle. They just wanted to be like their own entity. And it just so happened the way things worked out with SmackDown moving to Fox and and the opening in USA and everything that that we get like we get the Wednesday Night Wars with NXT and AEW. And I think I feel like that's perfect because I don't want to say it's the minor leagues, but it's. I don't want to say it's the minor leagues because I don't think it is. I just think it's a it's a it's a different product than what 
I don't even want to call like Raw and SmackDown the main roster because I'm way more entertained by NXT. NXT to me is the main roster. I know they friggin' said that in a promo the other day. But I yeah, I'm I'm way more entertained. If if you sit there like I I don't want to miss a night event. The fact that I had to watch NXT on a Thursday night instead of directly after AEW like fried my ass. <laughs> like I was mad. I was mad because I like I I don't want to watch it like because I feel like when it, I feel like when I'm watching it when recording a podcast, I'm half watching it and I want to be fully fucking engulfed. So I'm probably going to go back and watch it again. But I, I, I don't know, man. It's just I, I God, I fucking love Wednesdays. <laughs> I love Wednesdays for the fact for more than the fact that there's two more work days till the weekend. I fucking love Wednesdays because of the Wednesday night wars that aren't even technically the Wednesday night wars. But they are. I mean, they are. One hundred percent. They are. Sort of. It's just fun. It's it's fun to be a wrestling fan again, and that's what's cool. Because I feel like we've been missing that for a while. Yeah, I love it. It's so great. <clears throat> but um, yeah, you uh, you, you touched on NXT a little bit there. Um, big weekend coming up for NXT, dude. On, yeah, huge weekend for NXT coming up because they have their own quote pay per view. They have you know Takeover War Games, and then the next night, there. I love, I love that they've done this, I, and I wish they did this sooner. But I love that they've done this now. They're they're featuring so prominently NXT with Survivor Series, and that I feel like that just ups everything. That makes it feel like. Not just not just the minor leagues. It it makes it feel like it's a, a third brand. I mean, it totally a third does. brand. And that's the smartest thing they could have done. Like I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited, you, dude. We get. I was gonna say we get Adam Cole in the two champions. We don't get that, but we get we get friggin' Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles, which we've seen before, and it picked up toward the end. But meh. But. You throw Roderick Strong in Add in there. Roderick Strong. Dude, fucking solid. <clears throat> and we get, uh, I almost said the Elite. We get um, the Revival. And we get, I almost said War Machine. The Viking, are they the Viking Raiders right now? Is that what they're the called? Viking Machine Raiders, yes. Okay. But not, not and, the Revival. Uh, no, New Day. Oh shit! Yeah. That's right. Oh yeah, undisputed era, new day, and um, Viking Raiders. Sorry, I I had just seen the revival. That's why. Um, yeah, and the Viking Raiders, dude. It's it's gonna be so fucking fun. I'm so psyched. I hate that I'm gonna be in a bus for half the fucking well the whole weekend, but well, I don't because it's one of my favorite events of the year. But for wrestling nerd purposes, this is really inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously, we know it it's really, it, yeah, it's it's really inconvenient that I'm trying to help feed the hungry this weekend. What yeah, the fuck? Who, who's going to help you feed your hunger, <laughs> your wrestling hunger? <laughs> for the for the graps. <laughs> not that bus. Tell you that. Yeah, no, not the bus. No, nah, I mean it's it's I'm a, I'm so excited for this weekend. It's yeah. 
God, I've never been so happy to be a fucking nerd in my life. Yeah. Well, uh, you know I'm the red wine sex symbol when I say fucking like every yeah, sentence. Well, uh, yeah, let's get into some more games real quick. Um, so only four matches, which that's about right when two of them are war games matches. But um, yeah. Do you think before we get into it? Do you think two war games matches is too much? Do you think it should just be I one? Do. Um, I wanted. I think it should have just been the women. Um, but I'm not like. I don't know. I'm not like it doesn't like bother me that much. Like I'm not like gonna right. sleep over it. I'm not like kind of bitch about it necessarily, but. Yeah, I think it should have just been the win. I think that was all that w- really needed. I think you could have maybe just did three other separate matches with undisputed errors titles, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure one will open yeah, no, and one will close. Same, man. Hopefully. Either way, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I would, and I hope the women close. They, it's, listen, it's like, it's like the first ever women's Royal Rumble. It's like the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match. Like, highlight it, let it main event, put it on last. I think it should. Um, it's a big deal. It, it's honestly, it, it's it, it's a better storyline anyway. But that said, it's a it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. Let them own the fucking show. Plus, it's a uh, fucking undisputed era. How do you not got to open a takeover with undisputed era? <laughs> I mean, I feel <laughs> I feel like that's pretty much a mainstay. Of course, ninety percent of the takeovers they've been a part of, they open. Right, one of them at least opens. So, but um, let's yeah, see. That's job. official. The other night, other day, uh, number one contenders match uh, for the NXT title: uh, Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne versus Killian Dane. The winner will face Adam Cole Bebe at Survivor Series. That's a really interesting one. Um, that really is. I knew that match was gonna was gonna happen. It seemed pretty obvious a couple weeks ago, but the throwing in that wrench of a uh, winner faces Cole at Survivor Series like that's a big stage. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I mean, I feel like you, it's got to be Pete Dunne. I would imagine. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly. You're not gonna. I feel like Damian. I don't want to say Damian Priest. Is too new, but Damian Priest is too new. Um, yeah, I I feel like, yeah, man, I I feel like it's got to be Pete Dunne. It makes sense. I mean, he's the bigger name. I mean, if they wanted to throw a curveball and make it Damian Priest, I mean, I wouldn't be mad at it, but like, Damian Priest is really good. I like his uh, I like his gimmick and everything, but I. Yeah. Yeah, man, I just, you gotta go with Pete Dunne. It would make sense. What's interesting to me is Adam Cole has been, Adam Cole Bebe, my boyfriend Adam Cole Bebe, has been the centerpiece, essentially, of this whole NXT invasion. Leading Leading the charge of NXT against Raw and SmackDown, basically, right? And yep. he won't be featured in an interbrand match at Survivor Series. Like he's going to be facing one of these three guys. 
That seems a little weird to me. Well, well, and that's what I was saying in our three jabronis group chat earlier is what, what, what has gone on and why do we not, it, it, do they want to protect Adam Cole or do they want to, do they want to protect Brock Lesnar from the fiend? What, like we're getting U S champ versus IC champ versus, um, North American champ. We're getting all three tag champs. Why are we not getting Brock Lesnar and the Fiend and uh, Adam Cole, Bebe? I feel like that would be fucking mint. Yeah. Um, I guess that was originally, I don't know if it was actually the plan, but I guess it was discussed. But for some reason, they wanted to finish this Brock and Ray thing. And, I mean, it would have been. I mean, it, it's cool, but at the same time, it's like show of hands. Who gives a fuck about Brock and Ray? I mean, I I don't not care about it, but I don't really. I'm you not like jumping, you know, jumping for joy over it. Only because I I just you don't you don't care about it, fanboy. You don't care about it, WWE fanboy. Admit it. I'm not gonna say I don't care because I like Ray, but. I think I'm just going to be more like mad the fact that Ray's going to last more than eight seconds against Brock and Kofi couldn't. <laughs> I think that's the most. That's some bullshit. Although the, they are they are making it a little, a little caveat with the fact that it's no holds barred or whatever. See, if you gave Kofi that that stipulation, he would have lasted a lot longer. He would probably have been like twenty two seconds. Dude, I one hundred. I one hundred percent hope that Kofi comes out and helps Ray. <laughs> we won't. Cause, cause didn't didn't Cain Velasquez like break both fucking knees or some shit? I don't know. I just saw something that he was back at the performance center. <sighs> I don't know what's going on. I I also don't give a fuck about Cain Velasquez. They, I don't anymore. God. <laughs> they, yeah, I just I, I did I, when he was wrestling in Mexico. They could have done stuff so differently, and they they didn't. <laughs> it could have been so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, that I guess that was originally brought up doing that match, but yeah, I don't know because I feel like there, there's a lot of money in Brock versus the Fiend, and just kind of well, throw that out there. And that's what Survivor I, Series would be. I don't know, but it's also not one on one. But I and that's also what I was thinking. Like, do they not want to give that match away? yet like is that a mania match because it like fox fox wanted brock lesnar so bad and now he's on he's on raw so yeah i don't know i don't know if it's maybe they just they wanted to protect those two i i mean as soon as fucking uh the fiend <laughs> beat seth rollins I assumed that they were gonna, it was going to be a triple threat at Survivor Series, and I was like, oh, no, my poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> my poor boyfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> Just imagine poor Adam Cole in a match with The Fiend and Brock Lesnar. Like, oh, God. Good Lord. <laughs> if anybody is excited about the fact that that match isn't happening, it's probably him. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, I still yeah, I man, do I think it's uh, very odd that he is not featured in like I thought for sure he was gonna be on Team NXT. He's gonna be like the captain of Team NXT or something, but I mean unless unless they switch pitch it, but I I, I don't yeah, know, man. That's weird, but I mean that match is gonna be dope, but yeah. I don't know. But I think that'll be the first. That might be the first time the NXT title is defended on a WWE pay per view. Maybe. Uh. At least one of the big. I think at least you one may of the be big correct. Has it ever been? I can't remember. Maybe on like a special, mm. but like not on one of the big four. Definitely. I mean, that, and listen, like, I remember a good few years ago before they actually made Survivor Series, like, when they still had bragging rights, it, it, which is stupid. If you have bragging rights and then Survivor Series shortly after, like, Survivor Series reeks of Robber SmackDown anyway. But, like, there was a time where Survivor Series seriously started to suck and people were seeing Money in the Bank as the fourth in the big mm-hmm. four. Um,. But yeah, I mean, regardless, I just went on a tangent. But yeah, I I think that's that's got to be the first ever. That it's, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. But they like, and I I love I love the way that they have built NXT in this whole in this whole situation. Yeah, they booked them strong as they, fuck. Yeah, man, it's it's great, and it it puts eyes on them, which I mean, let's be real, they need right now. Dude, they're doing so many things right. I, mean, I love it. Probably the main reason why they edged past AEW this week was this whole. I mean, the last few weeks they've they've. I think they've increased uh, viewership. Bless you, buddy. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, for sure, because it was. What was it? The last couple weeks, they. It, it was super. That was the first time it was super close. For NXT to beat AEW, and then this past week they did. So I mean, they, dude, it's. I'm wondering though what it's going to do because obviously, after Survivor Series, there's not going to be that cross promotion. Like, is it going to stick? But I think they did a killer job of bringing in the casual fan to who may not have been like well versed in what NXT is. They kind of know like what NXT is all about now. Yeah, no, I think I think they were able to capitalize hopefully on that uh the increased viewers. <clears throat> I mean the last two weeks have been pretty neck and neck for both AW and NXT. AW barely edged NXT last week and NXT barely edged AEW this week. So I was saying mm-hmm. I think I said it a few weeks ago. I was like I would just love to see them kinda go back and forth, just trade weeks, something I was just gonna say that. I hope it bounces That'd back and really forth cool. like week That'd to week. Really cool. Yeah, man. Um, speaking of bouncing back, next match on on War Games, Finn Balor, who's back against Big Dick Riddle. <laughs> it's funny because he has a huge yeah. dick. Clearly, the backup plan for Gargano not being able to go. Have we gotten like an official word of what's up with him just yet? A, I just that is his neck is fucked. That's all I know. 
it makes me nervous that like <laughs> somehow and I laugh, but I, it was a nervous laugh. Um, that somehow like him and Champa friggin' switch places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in the universe, mm-hmm. because Champa wasn't supposed to come back from this and I'm, I'm so glad he did, but uh, I don't know, man, I'm in Yikesville right now. This makes me nervous because necks aren't something you fuck with. So they are not. What have we seen? Uh, but I mean, I don't think it matters. Riddle, Gargano, Balor has to go over here. Mm-hmm. One hundred. This should be a good match. I never. I don't even remember ever thinking, man. I really want to see Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. But now that it's happened, I'm like, I really want to see Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. Yeah. Well, what was it? Riddle was. Uh, who was Riddle against? Ricochet. This past week in NXT that I just yeah. watched, dude, that was such a good match, that man. I almost, God, I, I don't want to say that. I hope that they keep crossing brands more because I don't. I want it to be special as hell. But dude, it was so like it's. It felt like a big deal. Like the last couple weeks when they really started building up Survivor Series, it's felt like a huge deal. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it should be about. But yeah, man, back to the point. Times. I'm psyched for. Like last week, I was like, I think it was last week when the OC showed up. I was like, man, I did not realize how oh, badly yeah. I wanted to see Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles until right now. And that's the same. That's mm-hmm. the same way I feel about with Balor. I'm like, oh shit, I'm hyped to see this match. I didn't realize I needed it, but I need it. I mean, it sucks that Riddle was coming out of the uh, the War Games match, but I mean, this should be pretty good too. Yeah, it's I'm I'm yeah, psyched. I'm so psyched for it. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be a women's a women's dream, fucking Riddle and Balor. <laughs> <laughs> Big package yeah, city. The fucking Bulls brothers. <laughs> the Bull- oh my god! I hope I, I hope they form that. The Bulls brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Bulls brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh shit! <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> next, Jesus. Uh, first of the first war games match. Uh, go with uh, Team Ripley versus Team Baszler. Ripley, Rhea Ripley, Tika Knox, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae, or Shayna Baszler. UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray. Bianca Belair and Io Shirai. Man, Mia Yim's had a hell of a couple weeks. Yo, dude, right? I damn I man. Remember, I I don't know if I remember if I said it on the podcast or if I said it on Facebook or Twitter or all three of all of I, the above, I, but I think it was all the I above. Just yeah, felt like Mia Yim for the longest time and like. It was kind of like Adam Page, where I just felt like there was something missing. Like, mm-hmm. like she's really good, but something wasn't clicking. Whether it was just with her or with her and the fans, like there just wasn't something was missing. But a couple weeks ago, when she came out with that fucking kendo stick and was beating the shit out of everybody, I was like, "Dude, she went." 
the town. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I think that was it. I think this was the moment we've been waiting for. And then yeah, last man. week, the fucking ladder match with Io Shirai and taking a fucking ladder off the face. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> she got fucked yeah. up. <laughs> and then pair that with her that spot falling off the ladder through a ladder. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, Mia Yim, yeah. this is it. This is her. We finally, I think we finally figured it out. I, they still got to get rid of the head baddie in charge. What is it? Head baddie yeah, in charge. Yeah, call her yeah, the head bitch. Fuck it. Twenty nineteen. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, it's okay. Call yeah. her a bitch. But yeah, man, like that brought her to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Which I'm happy to see. And Tegan Knox has been great. Well, and she needed it. She did need it. Like you said, she's she's always been right there. And it's like, eh, don't fully care yet. Make me fully care, please. Yeah. And they did, mm-hmm. which is good. So, so yeah, no, I mean, this man, I'm really excited for this match. Kaylee Ray was a, a surprise for me. I did not expect her. I honestly forgot she was the NXT UK Women's Champion, to be honest. <laughs> I did too, but I haven't like full disclosure. I haven't really kept up on uh, NXT UK in a little bit. Yeah, so. I haven't watched it in a long time. I've been like kind of—I'll read up about it here and there. Like I remember watching her yeah. beat Tony Storm for the title, but I forgot that. Yeah, it happened. I watched that, which <laughs> seemed like a huge. Yeah, it seemed like a huge deal. And then it, honestly, I kind of forgot NXT UK was a thing. I totally. I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah. I just for some reason I just assumed Tony Storm forever. You. <laughs> NXT UK Women's Champion, just always. Like, yeah, like I wish, man. Tony Storms, good God, good God, Tony Storm. That's all I have to say. Um, sh- Walter's still NXT UK Champion, right? Or United Kingdom Champion, or whatever they call it now. Uh, but yeah, back to the point. I was cool that they put Kaylee Ray in. I was kind of hoping that they would put Dakota Kai in and have her kind of yeah, go heel. I did too. Yeah, but it seems like they're going with the uh, slow build with Dakota Kai. Hopefully, if, the, if they're not going to turn her heel, then hopefully it is a slow burn and leading to yeah, something, some sort of build with <laughs> something you know, at least. Because homegirls just keep getting her ass whooped every week, dude. Which is kind of sad. sad. I don't know. Did you? I love. I love me some Dakota. I don't know if you saw. Um, there was a video going by, going around from NXT this week. It was a slow mo of uh the invasion. Uh, Carmella super kicks Dakota Kai right in the face, like you oh, can legit see it. Like Dakota Kai's on her knees, she takes a super kick to the face, and then Dana Brooke is right behind her. Right after she kick kicks her in the face, Dana Brooke like kicks her in the back and she just falls on her face I was like yo first of all Jesus. that was badass as fuck second of all poor Dakota Kai yeah right that was just such a badass <laughs> sequence I don't even remember seeing it live but like watching it back I was like yo those two just did not fuck around okay <laughs> and immediately followed up like oh this poor girl has been getting her ass whooped for the last like six weeks <laughs> Dude, for the last for the forever. Last, for the last forever. For the last lifetime. <laughs> Dakota Kai. Oh, poor girl. 
But yeah, no, I thought I thought that was my original pick was that she was going to be the fourth fourth girl and be healed. The fourth the man. Fourth, the fourth woman. <laughs> <laughs> but whose side is she on? <laughs> but yeah, no, quick. Dude, that would have been dope, though. That would have been I great. It was going to happen. I mean, no, like it was teasing I, it. I feel like nobody would have cared, sort of, which kind of makes me sad. Yeah, maybe that's probably but better. I'm, it's probably a good thing that they didn't go with that then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dakota Kai. So they were like, oh. really? That, that's your fourth woman, Dakota Kai, who gives I a mean, fuck? I mean, realistically... I give a fuck, Dakota Kai. Realistically, it wouldn't make much sense at all, because it's like, oh, that's yeah. that's Shayna's big reveal. She's going to go with the girl who can't win a fucking match. <laughs> Yeah, the the girl that she's been clowning on for months. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense that they didn't pick her, but yeah, you know, that's cool. I wasn't expecting that, but um. yeah, and I like that they're integrating NXT UK because it, for the exact reason that I mean, we were just talking about like you forgot that she was champion, and I forgot NXT UK was a thing, <laughs> kind of, and. <laughs> I mean, we joke around, but like NXT UK is really is good. That? Like I'll I'll watch the, I'll watch it, and that's what that's what says a lot. I think about the product is I'll watch the takeovers that they do, like Takeover Liverpool and all that. In you know, haven't had watched like the actual show, so I have no idea about the storylines. But I'll just sit back and watch the matches, and I'm entertained. So I think that's friggin' huge. Yeah. I'm the same exact way, man. I, I rarely will, I'll, will catch an NXT UK um, episode every now and then, maybe. But I just follow along on Twitter and try and keep up. And then once takeovers happen, I'm, and they do a really good job of like keeping you uh, up to date with like the promo and shit. So you don't really need to necessarily, but yeah. Um. Oh, dude! Speaking of NXT UK, real quick, did you see the uh, the video sur- uh, sur- that surfaced this past like, like the last few days of like the a rehearsal? There was no. uh, yeah, there was a video that came out of um, from NXT UK, like they them doing a rehearsal like prior to the show, like w- like WWE released huh. it like on their YouTube briefly or something. That's it was really strange. Yeah, kind of weird. Really strange. And like somebody put the side by side of like what actually happened and like the um rehearsal. And I was like, this is kind of bizarre. Like I, I like as but a fan, like I as like a, such a nerd of a fan, like I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's but then I'm like, why would you put this on YouTube? <laughs> you, it's still real to me, damn it. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> huh. But yeah, I don't know. But like nobody really follows the NXT UK, so I guess no many people saw it. So, but yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. But that under the rug. It should. <laughs> but yeah, that, I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, women's I'm war games. Look for that uh, after. I don't know who's gonna win this. Part of me thinks Team <sighs> Ripley. I mean, I feel like they're pushing her hard, which is good, and I, I. I'm oddly attracted to Rhea Ripley, even though I've said she kind of looks like Pete Dunn before. So, I don't, I don't know. I've spent a lot of time with that in my head, and I'm like, um, yeah. I, I don't know that what that means. Like an inner battle you might have to uh, address. Which is funny because 
I sound so distracted right now because my dog, on top of losing his name tag and his rabies tag, got his friggin' rawhide bone stuck behind the couch. So, um, you know what, today's a fucking big L. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I'm all team Rhea Ripley. Go Rhea Ripley. Win. Just win the whole fucking thing. Yeah, so I, I said last night while I was tweeting for NXT, like, if you think Rhea Ripley is going to be a future star, you're wrong because she is what? She is a star right now. Okay. I was like, bitch, what are you <laughs> talking about? She's Dude, killer. Yeah, no, she's not a future star. She is a star. Like, Yeah, she is a star already for sure. In the past couple months, like she had that stare down when she first came back on NXT, regular NXT, not NXT UK, and she stepped up to Shayna. Oh, dude, I got goosebumps yeah. on that, which is crazy because place is going nuts. Oh yeah, you're right. She is a place fucking is star. Nuts. And then in this past week, she had a uh, a showdown or stare on whatever you want with Sasha on SmackDown. Place went nuts. It just had this huge feel of like, yeah, this is a big this is a big match. I want to see. And then this past week on NXT or last night on NXT with Becky Lynch, like she just she looks like she belongs. Like, well, because she does. Because you're right. She's already 100%. a star. I mean, she's got to get better. Obviously, I mean, she's what, like 22? Is she? Is she, dude? Yeah, she's hella young. Do you ever sit here and like see all these fucking people doing so much better shit than at their age than we were at their age? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, I'm literally watching, I'm literally <laughs> watching an NBA game right now, and I'm just like, all these motherfuckers are. <laughs> So much younger than me, and so much better off. <laughs> Dicks. Like, fuck you, Devin Booker, twenty-four-year-old millionaire. Yeah. Get out of my face. Yeah, Devin Booker T. Devin Booker. But yeah, no, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm pretty game. sure she's twenty-two. God damn it. Maybe twenty-one. I don't know. She's <laughs> really young. Hold on, Alexa. How old is Rhea Ripley? Rhea Ripley is 23 years old. She's 23 years old. She was born on October 11th, 1996. Okay, so yeah, she just turned 23. This bitch. <laughs> God damn it. Man. But yeah, dude, she's a fucking star already. Um, I think you... I think you gotta give them the win. Yeah, there's no way that they don't have her. The way they built her up. Unfortunately, I, I feel like Bianca Belair is going to be the one that takes the pin. Are they? So at TakeOver, is Rhea Ripley going one-on-one with uh, Shayna Baszler? No, it's the War Games, bub. Oh, shit, bub. That's right. <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, I'm like... I'm Honestly, and that's probably the only negative about this thing, is I'm all fucked up between... Takeover and NXT and Survivor Series. Yeah. yeah no. Um, I think it's a, they're obviously going to be leading to Ripley and Shayna probably at. Actually, I don't think there is a Takeover in January. No. Really? Yeah, they switched it to uh, the Worlds Collide thing. So maybe maybe they'll Ooh. do Ripley versus Basil at Royal Rumble. <laughs> Uh, that'd be cool. Or a Mania weekend takeover. Yeah, maybe. 
or they'll do it on a regular NXT the week of uh, Dynamite's pay-per-view. I don't know. <laughs> or AEW pay-per-view. <laughs> or maybe they'll yeah, just maybe never, they'll never do it. <laughs> this <will be> it. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe what they'll do is, if in War Games, Rhea Ripley gets the win over Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley becomes the women's champion. Yes, that's it. That'll be it. I'm down with that, man. I, you know what? Push her to the moon. Let's they have go. So many, there's I'm so many people it. in NXT right now, I feel like that could... That, the women's division is just so strong there. It's incredible. They're so stacked. I mean... That this match is Exhibit A, but yeah. yeah. Um, right. Sorry, I just remember that I wanted to put my dog to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Today's a fucking shit show. Jesus it's Christ! A day. It's a day. <laughs> uh, all right, men's war games, the undisputed era, and their third war game, third straight war games. Taking on Team Champa, Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Basket is Glory, Dominic Dijakovic, and question mark? Triple H. God, no. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, it wouldn't be Triple H because he is the father of all yeah. NXT. Um. Um. There, he's, he said it's what epic. if it is Gargano? Gargano? What if it's fucking Gargano? Yeah. This is just a way. Surprise, my next fine bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were worried. You fucking marks. What if it's Candice Wrestling? I hope so. This is, it's actually Dakota Kai. This is the match Dakota Kai is going to be in. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, yes. She can't beat any women, but she can beat all of Undisputed Air. That's that was her issue. That's her problem. She can't beat women. She can only beat men. She was in the wrong division. That's that's a uh, <laughs> Dakota Kai is the new yeah, China. Dakota Kaina. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, I I um, I don't know who uh, the Triple H said it's gonna be epic. I mean, originally, I was like, oh, it's got to be Velveteen Dream, right? Undisputed Era took him out. That would make sense, but I don't know know where he is health-wise. But is that epic? I mean, everything Velveteen Dream does is epic, but, I mean, it's surprising? No. Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know what his health is. I don't know if he's going to be good to go or not, so... Would it be Finn? I mean, not if he's wrestling already. What if it's Seth Rollins? Because he friggin... I said, no, nah, Finn's wrestling already. Oh, that's right. So this was my, like, dark horse... John Cena. Did you say John Cena in our group chat? I, I feel... Oh, okay. No, it may have been my other I, group I chat. I didn't say anything in the group chat, but I, I legit just okay, said John Cena. It was Cena in my other group right chat. Now. Somebody said John Cena. And I was like... I mean, I would I would probably piss my pajamas if it was. I, dude, I wouldn't hate it. So this is my... I don't know contract status or anything. This was like my dark horse, way out of left field pick. But 
I was like, you know what? Maybe if all the stars aligned. Oh, I hope you're not going with uh, my legit. I have a legit pick in mind now, but go ahead. I hope it's not I, the same I as mean, me. I was thinking Marty. Oh, that'd be big. That's all not I've what been I'm hearing thinking, though. For the last like however since basically AEW started was that Marty Skrull's contract with the Ring of Honor is up in November. I don't know when. I don't know if it's beginning of November, middle of November. I I don't know. But I mean that would be pretty epic. If any if anybody knows who Marty Skrull is, it's that NXT uh audience. So I I agree. I know um, people think it's probably a foregone conclusion he does end up going to AEW, but you never know. I was gonna say there's no way he doesn't. His but... girlfriend works for NXT, so you never know. He lives in Orlando now. Who's he dating again? Who's Deanna he dating Perrazzo? again? Oh God, I knew she was yeah. taken, dude. She is so adorably fucking yeah. adorable. Love her. Um. Anyway, just like Dakota Kai used to be before she changed her fucking hair when she got injured. I don't know. Uh, anyway, <laughs> fuck. That's and she so lost good. every single match. Uh, too. <laughs> and she lost every single match. That too. Yeah, that too. Um, so here's here's the thought I legitimately just had. Forever, it seems like since he left in 2013, CM Punk said he's never going back to WWE. <laughs> what if, what if CM Punk pops up in he's NXT? I'm, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm going CM Punk. CM Punk is my fucking pick. If Triple H is saying it's going to be epic... I feel like I feel like Triple H at heart is a fan, so he wouldn't say something's epic if it's like meh. John Cena would be epic, but I don't think it's John Cena. I honestly think epic would be CM Punk level. What if it was The Undertaker? <laughs> the Undertaker shows up at NXT. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine, <laughs> dude? I would laugh and I'd be like. All right, well, he said epic. It's Goldberg. I hope it ain't HBK. Yeah, I better not be. If just... HBK wrestles one more time, it better be a singles match against AJ Styles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. 100%. <laughs> like, that should be his retirement match. Oh, wait. Either AJ Styles. You are, no, you are right. right. I forgot how to drink water. Are you making? Uh, oh, I thought, I thought you were getting sick like Dragon, and I was like, what do you, what do you guys do now that oh I'm gone? <coughs> and why am I not part of it? Woo. No, um, I thought it sh- it should be either against AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan. If a- if HBK has a match. Yo. D- Daniel Bryan could be a, 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 an epic name too. Could, could. I'm going CM Punk, man. I'm all in on CM Punk. I am 150 percent all in on CM Punk. It would shock the world and the system. 
He would change the culture. Uh, um, I st- for, I still for some reason think it's gonna be Velveteen Dream, but um, dude, I mean, listen, there th- it's NXT, so there is no wrong answer. There is no wrong. There is no wrong person here. Yeah, I mean, storyline wise, Dream makes the most sense, but absolutely. But it, so like. Is he just been quote on vacation? Like he got taken out and he he's not injured. No, he's he just is been... injured. That was okay. their way of like writing him out. Okay, so that's what I wasn't sure if he was injured or that was like storyline. He just wanted time off. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know if he's healthy enough to return. So I don't. I haven't heard. Because I feel like that happened like recently. It was within like the last. I don't want to say the last month. It was way more than a month, but... This is in the last two months, for sure. And what was he out with? (sighs) No, fuck it. I'm going Zach Ryder. The only thing thing that's throwing me off is Triple H saying it's epic. Triple H is a... I can't (sighs) tell if he's just trying to, like, hype it up, or... That's not yeah. him though. Like that that's that's Vince. That's not that's not our friend Paul. <laughs> that's not my good friend Triple H who I've talked to and asked some questions to every November until I moved to the middle of America. I'm telling you, it's it's fucking CM Punk. Well if it is CM Punk, there is no chance that the women are, are gonna be made eventing that show. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Shit. Shit, you know, dude. Honestly, regardless of who it is, even it's even if it's uh, God, who's the friggin' kitty toucher that was with Carmella James Vanderbeek? James. No, James fuck, Vanderbeek. I love Vanderbeek. <laughs> I love James. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dawson's Creek. I, listen, <laughs> yo, James James Vanderbeek is not a fucking Dawson's kitty toucher. Creek is the fourth I'm man. Sorry, <laughs> I, I I said James. And and James Vanderbeek's been in the news, and we've talked about him a lot at work and and on. Hey, stop fucking humping the sloth! <laughs> <laughs> this is a train wreck right now. <laughs> stop humping the sloth! This is, <laughs> this is a train wreck right now. <laughs> so. For for those of you who can't see, because this is audio, my my dog's my dog's still a puppy. <laughs> my dog's still a puppy, and he likes to establish dominance. So every night he, he sleeps with a stuffed bear and a stuffed sloth. And the sloth happens to be bigger than the bear, and the sloth happens to be like kind of his size. And uh, yeah, so he has a humping problem for dominance, and he just tried to, to he just tried, <laughs> he just tried to nation of domination dominate um, the 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 stuffed sloth. So that's 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 why I just screamed, "Stop humping the sloth!" and. I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh, um, listen, regardless if there's a surprise fourth member of the team, the the women are not going to main event either way. 
<laughs> and I've just officially lost all steam. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of come to that realization now. Can we wrap this up, please? <laughs> just because I need to wrap up my dog with the sloth, apparently, right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we kind of already went through the Survivor Series, but, I mean, this fucking five-on-five-on-five on five on five is going to be an absolute clusterfuck. Yeah. And I feel like maybe so fucking confusing. I feel like at that point, I feel like they maybe should have. And I love like the traditional Survivor Series matches, but I feel like fifteen dudes in a ring at once. And then why aren't there fifteen women in a ring at once? Yeah, are there? Unfortunately, okay. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm glad equality. This is listen. This is how much I pay attention to Raw and SmackDown compared to NXT. I guess. And NXT still haven't haven't named who's on their team yet. Eat for either the men or women. Well, (laughs) Raw Raw and SmackDown both have their teams listed. NXT, no one yet. (laughs) AJ Lee. Raw, Raw, uh, women's Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka. Caddy Sane and yes, you're hearing this right, Sarah Logan. Yes, that Sarah Logan, <laughs> who has not been on WWE TV in like three months, <laughs> maybe longer. Has it been since they split up the Riot yeah. Squad? Just lived okay. on main event. Uh, yeah, that's bizarre. Um. <laughs> But somebody somebody has to get eliminated first, so I guess it makes sense. Um, yeah. SmackDown. They do need 15 yeah. women. SmackDown. Uh, team Captain. My boo. Sasha Banks. Carmella. Dana Brooke. Lacey Evans. And Nikki Cross. And Team NXT. Cr- <laughs> Crickets. Here's what I think they should have done. They should have left one slot open on Team Raw. Uh, well, they don't have to leave one slot open on Team Raw um, because Sarah Logan's there. They, they don't even need anybody uh, else I on think Team they Raw. should have left. Sarah Logan can handle it. Was, I think they should have left one slot open on SmackDown, and you don't announce NXT. And I think one of your selling points is Sarah Logan's on Team Raw. Say Liv Morgan's on Team SmackDown. Yeah, no. Say Ruby Riot is back from injury and she's on Team SmackDown, and Liv Morgan pops up on uh, Team NXT. Yeah, it comes down to those three. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. We should book. That's what. Yeah. That's the fight we needed. Because we haven't seen Liv Morgan since she was apparently gonna. Be all changed since Char- uh, since Charlotte Flair like fucking months yeah, ago. Yeah, and then right? she got fuck. She actually got drafted. <sighs> like she was actually drafted on the show, and not seen. Meanwhile, Sarah Logan oh, was ma- just added to Raw roster. Oh, yeah, she's yeah she's on Survivor <laughs> Series now. Oh, okay. God, 
that, I don't know. I want to say I feel like AEW in that sense is more organized, but they're not. Everybody's God. We should order. You know what? You know what we should do? We should start the Jabroni Wrestling Federation, and you, Dragon, and I just run the show. Your three VPs, and it'll it'll take over. We can team up with the Hardys because they had some success with uh, Omega. Not Kenny, but their wrestling federation. And we can just go from there. Sounds good. Um, Yeah. I I honestly think... I kind of hope SmackDown wins that. Because I'm biased and I want Sasha to win. I hope SmackDown wins that and NXT wins the rest. Mm -hmm. The men's... um, Well, for what we have listed. um, Raw. Seth Rollins. Team captain. Drew McIntyre. Kevin Owens, Ricochet, and Randy Orton. That's a solid squad. Um, and then SmackDown, Team Captain Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Braun Strowman, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa, you, yes, you can call me Mustafa again, Ali. And Shorty G. I, I feel like it, you should only have one of those two on the team. Not both. Yeah. It, like, throw the Miz on there. I still feel like they shouldn't call Chad Gable. I almost said Clark Gable. <laughs> I feel like they shouldn't call Chad Gable Shorty G. Still, just be fucking Chad Gable. Shorty fucking G. God, they made him cut his fucking hair. And then they made him call himself Shorty G. That's what I fucking hate about WWE. God Damn it. NXT is way better. Let NXT win everything. Please. Please. Whoever's on the team. See the La champion. La puppy. I'm, yeah, I'm very curious to see who ends up on Team NXT as well. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's tough when they don't announce shit. It so. won't be any of the Undisputed Era. No. I am. My guess is. <clears throat> Shit, I wrote it down somewhere, but I forget. Um, let's go off the top. Balor, Champa, Walter. Yikes! I, I hope I, I just feel like that dynamic of I feel like hard left, huh? I said I feel like that was a hard yeah. left. I'm. I feel like the a showdown between Walter and Braun Strowman be pretty. Pretty cool to see. Um, yeah, yeah. Balor, Champa, Walter, Keith Lee, and for shits and giggles, Leo Rush. Yo, okay. I feel like, and I, I, I kind of stole that from Derek. Derek Darmody a little bit, but looking at... I was like, you are Derek, though. Looking at the rosters, Raw has Ricochet. SmackDown has Ali. NXT needs, like, the high-flyer kind of quick dude. Leo Rush, your Cruiserweight champion. Yes. And again, like Sarah Logan, somebody has to get eliminated first. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh. I'm not even going to try to do the women's. I just, uh, it's not going to make sense, I feel like, regardless. Because there's going to be at least one from two, both those different teams from War Games. And it's going to be like, how are these people supposed to be on the same team now? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. That's my big. That's been my biggest issue with the whole with the uh, takeover thing. Is like one one night you got like Champa and Adam Cole going at it, and then the next night on SmackDown they're like fighting side by side. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, you really that proud to be on NXT? <laughs> That's the thing that just uh, like it has to make sense at some point. Yeah, it's God, just bad timing. Know. Like if they did war games like next month, perfectly fine. But literally the fact that they're doing it at the same time, it's like, and I think they've done a pretty good job of balancing it. But at the same time, it's like you're coming up with these times where it's like, okay, these guys are supposed to. I mean, it's not it's not even just the NXT. It's all across mm-hmm. the board. This time of year now yeah. nowadays, where it's like, oh, we hate each other. Uh, except so, unless somebody else is wearing a different color shirt, then we don't. Then we're fine. Like, oh, here comes the blue shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say, I kind of liked for all the, for all like the, and as far as like the whole draft went. They made it like network versus network as far as SmackDown and um, Raw went. I kind of liked the the slight added touch of the Fox logo on the back of the SmackDown shirts. Yeah, I mean, I just... It's like... we For years, we've been like, oh, I'm so sick of the authority figures, blah, blah, blah. And like, I... We don't necessarily need them, but now is the time where I'm like, it's kind of needed because it's like, especially with Triple H leading NXT, where it's like, well, who the fuck's calling the shots for Raw and SmackDown right now? Well, and I and I think that's why I liked the fact that like the Fox logo was on the background, the uh, the back of the SmackDown charts because. You got Triple H leading the charge of NXT, which I like. I love the fact that they're finally. They're finally bringing that to leading light, it, like leading into the Papa, Papa H. Yeah, for forever, forever, we've all known that Triple H is the head shit dude of NXT. But then he pops up as an authority figure on Raw, and well, and then on Raw, and then eventually on Raw and SmackDown because all four of them ran all the shows, like. I like the fact that they're letting Triple H own NXT because that is his baby, straight up, period, end of story. I'll even go as far as being a fucking millennial or a Gen Zer and being like, period, and then that sentence with a T. That said, um, I it it definitely creates an unbalance, imbalance, imbalance when you have one authority figure like Triple H who heads NXT, and then you have a fucking network like Fox and a fucking network like USA going against one dude named Triple yeah, H. It, it, you know weird. what I mean? It's like, I would much rather than like had it from the beginning where it's like, 
we, they don't necessarily be on the show, but we know that Stephanie is in charge of Raw, and we know that Shane's in charge of SmackDown. Like, they don't have to be on the show, but just knowing that, where it's like, oh, okay, so Stephanie is sending these people to SmackDown, or Stephanie is sending these people to NXT, or, oh, how did these people get in the building? Like, oh, well, you know, Shane let them in. Or, like, yeah. Because there was, originally people had an issue with, like, the NXT invasion, because it's like, oh, well, nobody's supposed to be able to show up. Um, on they're supposed to be the brands, but nobody's supposed to be able to show up on other shows. But it's like, well, normally I'd agree with you, but if they're led by Triple H, dude has dude kind of has some pull in the company, so it makes sense. But like when just when people are showing up on NXT from Raw or SmackDown, it's like, well, who's calling that? Sh- who's calling the shots there? Like who's sending, right. who's sending the OC yeah. over to NXT? Like that's that's one of the disconnects I've had with this whole angle. Which I love Triple H's inclusion, but I'm like, just just tell me who's sending these people. Is it Jack Tunney? Who's... Jack Tunney. <laughs> Dude, that makes me miss my childhood so much. Who's, sending these, who's in charge? <laughs> Jack Sean Mooney? Tunney. What's happening? Fuck you. <laughs> Sean Is it uh, Mike Adamley? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe it's Jeff Harvey. <laughs> but I was going to say, but Jeff Harvey is a key figure. Hey, speaking of which, are we ever going to see the Hardy Boys or either one back in the ring? Jeff's rehabbing. Not because re- rehabbing his knee as well as, you know, maybe something, some other things. Well, and I knew that you didn't mean his issues with addiction or whatever. But, like, is he, I feel like he's been out. I don't know. I feel like it's been forever. Has it been a year? Um, no, not a, quite a year, but. He tore his ACL, <clears throat> so he's got to be out for a little while. But I think he should be back fairly soon, beginning of the year, I'd, I think. Royal Rumble. Probably. Boom. If he's ready to go, but then for sure. I loved, back to CM Punk, I loved that last night, um, <laughs> just to make sure that nobody thinks CM Punk is going to pop up in the Royal Rumble. Renee Young was like, oh, are you going to come back? Like, people love the Royal Rumble and those surprise entrants. Like, could you make it any more obvious that he's not going to pop up in the Royal Rumble? That's why I'm saying, man, fucking NX motherfucking T, fourth man. Man, you're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> oh, I will be. I will be. But you know what? If it's true, you heard it here first. I will be the smartest jabroni of the three. But not when it's going to be, not when it ends up being Enzo Amore or some shit. Actually, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Paul Levesque would not call Enzo Amore epic. Unless the word chump cunt failure was after it. Well, you never know. Could have been taken out of context. We don't know what ha- what happened after. True. <laughs> it was epic. Well, epic was actually an acronym for excellently piss baggish in circus fraud. That was painful. Yeah, well, listen. So was Enzo Amore. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Full circle. Can we fucking end this goddamn podcast? It's been three hours. I swear I mean, to Christ. After that, yes, I think. I don't and know. If I, I don't know if we can. And do I, that. W- I live. 
I live in the Bible Belt now, so I know something a little bit more about Christ than I did in the East Coast. <laughs> All right. Well, great. On that note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, say your prayers, your vitamins. <laughs> vitamins. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, send your well wishes to Big Daddy Dragon. And yes, hope that Big Jaddy Daddy is able to find Remy's uh, tags. I already got I already got friends like do you want me to bring a metal detector <laughs> up? Which which I I busted their balls about when I found out they had a metal detector and suddenly yeah. now who's I now who's need balls a metal busted, detector. sir? <sighs> well Yeah. <laughs> well <you> mine. <laughs> um. Well mine, Derek. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted by the fact that my dog is snoring right now. <laughs> Uh, well. All right, like, share, subscribe. Like he said, send well wishes to Big Daddy Dragon. Yes. Enjoy, enjoy and Survivor Series. Whatever enjoy you war do, games. Uh, fly to Tulsa and donate to Stuff Above. Do that as well. And don't be like Dave Meltzer. Why? Because he's a. Going above and Janet Cole, baby. Pew pew. Pew pew pew.